Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yeah, please don't, please don't put what I just said on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, mm. dark. I mean, not like they're getting any royalties anyway. No one's listening to it. No one's buying their fucking vinyl. Except, <laughs> except for JJ. Hey! It, did it come with your Gary Glitter box set? <laughs> I've just got all 20. I've got 19. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to not another episode. <laughs> I tell you who's losing profits. Hey, hey who's lost profits? <laughs> and we don't, well, if we don't start a podcast talking about child molesters, then you, you know, is this us. really our podcast? I was going to say, you, you know that we have not been abducted by fucking lizards and shit. Yeah, it's still the same old podcast that you guys know and love. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Not Another Conspiracy Podcast with Mr. Dean Sorter in Michigan. Uh, I have... Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Sorry, I'll cut that out. I'll cut that out. It's not on, is it? Who's now works in a helium factory. Unless <laughs> it's endless supply of helium. Believe Dean. That's what I say. Believe Dean. <laughs> believe and in York, Mr. JJ Jackson. What? I wish I had a sound bite for clapping, but I don't. But well, and in South End on Sea, Mr. Burn Mills. Thank you. Fucking chef in, bro. Fucking chef in. Do you know what I mean, bro? Welcome to the podcast. And uh, today we're gonna I think we're doing more of a true crime episode today, I think. Tis. Uh, I can't believe it's true crime. 
It's so, it's so, it's, story. it's so, I can't believe it that I almost can believe it is bar. Like it's that yeah. bonkers. There, there's least moments in it where people, everyone like involved, because oh, we're talking about uh, Robert Durst. Uh, if you haven't heard him, he's the star of a HBO documentary about him. So. I was going to say, he is not the lead singer of uh, Limp Bizkit. Yes. <laughs> Let's clear that now. Because that is Frederick Durst. <laughs> no he's about as powerful as Fred Durst. <laughs> it's, uh, it's bizarre. Uh, I had never heard about it until JJ mentioned it. Um, I'm I'm severely angry now that I've heard and watched the Jinx documentary that JJ recommended watching. Um, I can't believe shit like this still kind of goes on. If you're rich dark. and white, it goes on, mate. Right? Yeah, it it's is the same thing we said last white week. People, our last man. podcast. Rich white people. It's no, we're not doing true like true crime or real life crime documentary. It's just white rich assholes section. Yeah, the last two episodes of the last this episode and the last one are definitely rich, like white, white people assholes. getting away with crimes. Hey, I think so. You two, obviously, you two have kind of made your minds up on the whole thing. I don't want to spoil. I don't want to spoil it. I really don't want to spoil it. I like this comment. I like this comment. Go on, JJ. I don't want to spoil it, but I I still. There's something about him that makes me feel that he might not be the man who you two think he is. Well, I, now that JJ's... But I'll wait until we get to the end. Like, I think he's yeah, like I, the whole The whole time, uh, just in case we haven't mentioned it, we're talking about the programme, The Jinx. The, is it The Lives and Deaths of Robert Durst? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. It's... I got put onto it maybe about two years ago and I fell in love with the guy. I absolutely... I, Stockholm Syndrome. I, I fucking love him. I think he's brilliant. Like, he he reminds me Murderer. of Robert... Uh, At no, least Dustin three. Hoffman in Rain Man. Classed with... Like, yeah. crossed with Hannibal Lecter. I yeah, absolutely yeah, Hannibal love Lecter him. is... I, it's just all I can think of because it's like... He's kind of got that air... Well, obviously, aristocratic kind of air about him. Which you yeah, and and like Ben, that's actually fucking nailed it for me because I remember watch I remember watching, and I was sitting there thinking I don't think I've ever witnessed another human being like him because he seems so eloquent and uh, well just Mm. calm, cool, collected, but fucking creepy. Yeah. Fucking like <laughs> Can you not see his, his twitch when he know you know he's lying because he's going because his eyes go. He, he has to blink. He has to blink. <laughs> Don't lie. Harder. Don't lie. Blink away the lie. Blink away yeah, the lie. He kind of reminds me of what Burke Ramsey would be like in sixty years time. Well, he's got that very. Religion. He's got that very kind of like. He's just so... He's got no compassion at all. He's just like... No. Ah, I just passed him on. Like, just going so on like... The sheer mm. audacity of the man who loved the dramas that I'd say... Like, they made a film about him, didn't they? Was it... What, yeah, what? The Good White... Uh, no, not The Good White. The, no. the Good White. Ryan Gosling. <laughs> yeah, it was Ryan Gosling. But this is how they and started the... How they started the uh, documentary. The guy who actually directed the film... Directed the documentary. Well, that's what I was about to say. Oh. All Good Things is the name of the film. All and, Good Things, that's uh, it. And Robert Durst was such a fan of the 
dramatization of his his murder is pretend like that did he did his he life yeah, murder he's, mystery he's that he was involved there. in that he <laughs> contacted the writer director to make a documentary about his life i mean that's yeah. that's the fucking nuts on yeah. this is why i love him yeah like, like he's definitely fucking... got like an interesting character it's yeah. like I see, yeah, you saying he's Hannibal Lecter. Like, for instance, there has never been another character like Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. so unique. And to compare him to that is, it's not that he's a cannibal. Again, listeners, we will well, get, get I, to... I would not push him a bit. Well, yeah, yeah, actually, actually, now that you say that, wouldn't put it past him. But he's that much <laughs> of a unique human being that, like JJ was saying, it doesn't surprise me that there are some people that are like, fucking nuts on that guy. What a legend. Like... Some people, I'm fucking one of them. No, I'm not. <laughs> so he's so. Uh, with, with, with the listeners and the viewers, if you're watching this on YouTube, we're talking about Robert Durst, who is born. He was uh, a white, rich man born into uh, the uh, Durst family, who are one of. Is it even to this day one of the five most ri richest or families influential? In the world? I think influential, influential. in New York. Um, in New York. So yeah. they were like a real estate and insurance uh, family, wasn't they? Mm. And I believe that they are also um, ownership, or, or they, they own and they maintain the Freedom Tower in New York, I believe. So if there's, there's any fucking building in New York that you're tasked with making sure uh, still keeps standing and is, I don't know, still respectful or holds its point in being there... You've, you've, it, it's the Freedom Tower and so clearly they've got some backbone about them um, he's a bit of an outcast of the family though he's uh, well I don't really know how to how to explain him the black sheep I'd say yeah, yeah. They, there's, a, there's a few interviews with people uh, friends of the family who's basically called him the runt of the litter yeah. he, he wasn't the was the he, ne he never really did anything bad to be extradited as a family member but he was never Apparently, he was never one. Kind of always felt distant. He distanced himself, even like as a child. Which I find, again, this is why I love the guy. I find fucking brutal. Like they said, from the age of like two or three, you knew that he was different. And I'm just yeah. like, well, he did witness his mum kill herself. Yeah, yeah that was yeah. Uh, and, the big one. And you that do... was 1950, so he was seven. And you yeah. do, and he's been through. Like you do hear through the documentary as well that. Like he, like you saying that he was like outcast from the family and stuff. He did, and I don't know whether you compare. Like it, it does sound like he he has had a um a typical serial killer's past, and they one of the main trigger points of serial killers is they have uh, an immense connection with their mother, and I I, I don't recall through the documentary him being kind of overly obsessed with his mother but it was the the death of his mother that was really fucking bizarre for him yeah. to keep bringing up in its in its kind of essence on its own which is in the in the jinx they never really touch on but like she threw herself or fell from a roof but yeah, the way yeah. that it's dramatized in the jinx it's very haunting on hill yeah. manor kind of vibe she's like it's all really spiritual and she's wearing a white floaty dress yeah. And I think it's all very like he described it. And yes, and the rest of the family not, say he, that she fell. Right, he's yeah. the only one that's ever said that she jumped. And it's and it's. I mean, why would you be on the roof? 
Right, but another fun. weird thing about it also was the fact that his father allegedly brought him into the doorway of the kitchen to, to watch. Look, obviously, to watch and be like, look what mummy's doing. Like that, I remember watching that and being like, what the fuck? To me, that doesn't sound like that's the way it went he, down. He even questions it, doesn't he? He even kind of goes, why, why would, a, why would a, a father do that to a child? Why, you know, why wouldn't... Why would he force his child to look? I at... have a feeling. I have a. I have a kind of uh, an idea in my head. Is that I guess that the kids uh, he worshipped his mother, and he didn't really get on with his dad, which is pretty much how it yes. carries on. I think. Yeah. It, I think it was kind of like you look how weak and stupid your mother is. Look, she's showing off again. Look at her, and you idolise her, and then she just went. He's like. Oh, maybe I didn't want to show him that part of it. <laughs> I never looked at it like that, you know. Yeah. That's a really fucking good point. And and, and as, as JJ said, that they don't really focus too much on the idea of him having such an overly obsessive connection with his mother, whether he did or not, or, I'm not too sure. Mm. But that's a fucking good point. I never looked at it like that. Again, as well, they rich white people, you know, she could have died in many a ways on that roof. But they were just going, oh, yeah, she just fell. She was doing some midnight maintenance. But again, because the documentary makes it look like it's, you know, two o'clock in the morning, there's mist on the ground, and she's, like, wearing a flirty white nightie. She just falls off the roof in some sort of melodramatic Almost kind of like way. Almost but... the situation. Yeah, which yeah. we don't obviously know, but we saw, you know, we saw what he said about yeah. it. But then the brother, Douglas, who goes on to uh, inherit the... The family business from his dad. And he that was said Seymour, that, wasn't it? The dad no, Seymour. The, the dad Seymour, and then the brother yes. Douglas. Gotcha. He he insists that none of them were in the house that night. None of the kids were, um, and they were at a neighbor's house because she was having an episode. Like the and they, they just the dad went, no, you have to leave. And he said, right, they, yeah, send no, the kids no, away. Let me deal with this sort of thing. D Douglas says that none of the kids were, and it's all a fabrication, and uh, that he's just using it as an attempt to blame those events and his dad for what he turned out to be, which is a... Which a sounds murderer. logical. Yeah. Like, it's a great guy. Yeah, it sounds JJ's logical. JJ's best guy. Yeah, I fucking but, love him. I absolutely but, love the guy. It's just nothing so, behind his eyes. So, <laughs> that's why he's <laughs> blinking so hard. Yeah. Um, the... Yeah, but again, when you talk about that, the, the fact that there were no kids in the house and she was having an episode, but then the family said she fell... What, what kind of episode was she having? Again, was she wanting to fix the TV aerial? At like the 1950s. In the morning. She's having yeah. a, she's wearing a, a, wearing a, a white rod dress. Hole. What a fucking idiot. She's doing it's a like, rod hole. So, so for like listeners and uh, viewers, what had occurred is obviously, as you heard, um, uh, I forgot his fucking name for a second there. Like Bernice. White, uh, oh, uh, sorry. No, no, no. Robert. Um, Robert. Robert witnessed, allegedly, but yeah. Uh, Robert Durst had witnessed his mother committing suicide, allegedly, or jumping off of the roof of their house, but the brother was saying that nobody was in the house and it was probably a domestic case of domestic violence and possibly the father had murdered the mother. Already, it sounds like the family is being fucking bizarre and covering, almost covering up for each other, like they're all yeah. got some sociopathic tendencies about themselves. I would... I was going to say as well, the thing is, if you imagine, like, just a theory, Robert Durst is the person who did see his dad kill the mother, and that's why he's the black sheep of the family, because 
You're a multi-billionaire. Yeah. Where's the money going to go? Because if, if, if it's a profit of crime, well, not a profit of crime, but if he goes into prison, I'm not sure how that... We were talking about it last week. Yeah. There's no I'm not sure how that... There's no heir, rightful heirs at the time, but I think the, the like the rest of the family, like the Durst family, were like it wasn't just Seymour on his own; it was his granddad, so Seymour's dad and brothers as well. So it's, it, the whole family has been involved since for like a hundred years. Like I think the mm. company's been going for 115 years now. So it was, even even more of a reason to keep the legacy alive, yeah. like a you know. That yeah. I mean, again, I'm gonna say what my mum usually says to me: not everything's a conspiracy, Joe, but the. Uh, I don't know. There's just something it's really It's JJ, man. Call me JJ. Call me Joe. It's face. Call me JJ. But what's interesting with the documentary, the way <laughs> they, when they're talking about that in, that particular incident, it seems rather sort of pushed away very quickly. Yeah. And I think it's, it's one of those like, family secret kind of things that you know that rich families have, that like skeletons in the closet. Yeah, and do you think, therefore, that who they were at the time when the police turned up, that maybe Seymour was probably like, um, excuse me, superintendent, she just jumped off the roof. Um, no, she yeah. fell. What, what, or she, she no fell suicide. Off, well, no, or she jumped or she fell off the roof. Yeah. What's your uh, account number and sort code, by the way? Yeah. Like, do you reckon it was possibly yeah. a situation like that? Because yeah. in the documentary, they just kind of like, oh, she just jumped off the building. Mm. But to me, it sounds like, so if Robert's sitting there saying... But I saw it, and then Douglas, the brothers, sitting again. Nobody was fucking there. I yeah. kind of want to hear the actual official verdict from the police. Like that, that doesn't seem to have been answered. Like it's like, oh, she just jumped off the fucking roof at three. Yeah, them. and the thing is, you, I think if you fell off a roof, it again, it's it's all the Hollywood thing on the jinx. The house looks like a nice country manor. Like a cottage almost. Don't think you'd fucking die falling off it. You'd do it yourself. She, 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 fell, she jumped, dove off, like head first. That's why she died. She fell head first she, off. She, but no, again, no, why was she, she on left, the fucking roof? She left the roof. Right. Some, for some reason, <laughs> she left the roof, but the direction she was heading in was down and head first. I still uh, think it's fucking odd like that's yeah. one glaring thing that stood out to yeah. me and I, I think that that's alone is something that could answer a lot of questions as to why Robert Durst is the way he is today so yeah. moving up like Ben you've got a timeline haven't you moving on from where the mother had initially killed themselves and uh, killed herself or whatever the domestic situation that had occurred where does, it, does, does the story of Robert continued from so there on. you don't really hear much about Robert now until the 70s. Right, uh, so that's a big, like... He, what, did, he did the whole college, yeah, he did the he college did loads, run loads and went... Weed, uh, turned into a bit of a hippie, left the family business, he didn't want anything to do with it, he wanted to be free, and he's that, like, so he went be free, be this hippie lifestyle. Now at the time, now, kind of at the time, it sounds like this is a person that doesn't have the sociopathic tendencies, as, as far as I'm concerned, an incredibly wealthy, powerful family would have. Like, as far as I'm concerned, a lot of those people that are in those positions need to have cold-hearted, blunt tendencies. And to have someone like I think him they might be been like, there. I'm just going to walk away from this billion-dollar fucking family that's going to completely, the, like, keep me safe my entire life. I'm done with this. Like, that In sounds, the Jinx, he mentions that. He says... He says he wanted to make his own way in life. He said he didn't want to rely on his family and stuff like that. Again, which I think maybe you were touching on, it was like a thing where you would, 
you know, like you resent your father that much that you don't want his money. He's a multi-millionaire. Right, right. And he's just like, nah, billionaire. So, you know, he's and trying to push, push. Yeah. 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 That period um, of time, that's absurd money. So there were... Because I think he went to like, I think in Jinx, does he talk about it? I can't find anything on the timelines about it, but he, he went to just like a state... High, like a polytechnic yeah, university he didn't Lee, go anywhere like uh, special yeah, Lee, and, Lee High I think Lee High University but he was considered quite a high academic but yeah. didn't push himself his all his tutors said that he was like at the level where if he applied himself he would be at the top yeah. but yeah, I think he, 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 he mentions in an interview somewhere where he's just like I never stra- I didn't want to be like that and that's what I like about him he's just like he seems so like I, I mean, you know, not not bothered about it. Like right, I love yeah. that. You know, that not made, people don't yeah. just like him because of his money. They like him because he's uh he's good at doing stuff. But he's just does. He's trying his hardest not to be good. He's just like, and this is where my thoughts on this all comes into he, play. Um, there's a, in 1953, just before we crack on to like that that part of his life, the uni, but he had a uh, psychiatrist report on him as t- at 10 years old. And they said the person he had he had severe personality decomposition and possibly even schizophrenia at ten. Oh, <laughs> at what age? At what ten. age? At ten. But that's, do you know what? But that is there's definitely that comes into play later on. Like you can tell that the schizophrenia yes. comes into play, and I think. Because he was a loner at university, they said he did. He got a bachelor's degree in economics, and then he went to do a, doctor, a doctoral program in LA, mm. uh, and then he met Susan Berman, uh, his lifelong friend, until she met her demise. Uh, and he just dropped. <laughs> we'll he get just, to that. He just quit and went to New York, in the, and then that's it. And then he went, to work, he went to work. He went to work with his dad, like. He just went, he gave up on that university thing and just went back and then joined and the family sa- business. That sounds pretty sort of almost like bipolar in the sense of, oh, I'm going to go and do this. Like, I don't want anything to do with a family. And when it yeah. turns out he's probably done everything that he wanted to achieve. Oh, I've partied, I've smoked weed, I've had threesomes yeah. and group sex and done this and done that. Well, this is I think I will go back so to I don't know if he had done that yet. Right, oh, right, right, right. But then, because he, he disappears, he leaves again the family business. And, or he doesn't leave the business, he just stops going to work. Oh, yeah, of course, yes. He just stops yeah. going to work and just, just becomes a hippie in Vermont. I uh, <laughs> love it. Fucking love Imagine. this guy. <laughs> love him. <laughs> so he's, he, he, at the age of 10, we then had him diagnosed as schizophrenic, mm. uh, split personality disorder. Was that correct, sorry? Did you uh, mention schizophrenia, that? Schizophrenia, 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 decomposition sorry. and decomposition. Yeah, sorry, right. Uh, he, and and obviously throughout their childhood, him and his uh, younger brother Douglas uh, had a like an immense sibling rivalry, like a crazy. Yeah. It was crazy. Like, um, but Douglas was like bigger than the younger brother. He's, yeah, uh, he's the older brother than Robert. Douglas was bigger than Robert, and it used, it used to impose his his strength upon him, and he, he was always like the more powerful of the brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. But yeah, he's left university. He's gone back to work for the family business. And uh, so he, so he's gone back to work for the family business. At what point does it then get to where Kathleen, his first wife, and I guess the bump in the Ro- Robert Durst Road first occurs? In 1971, he, in 1970- she, he meets Kathy or Kathleen Kathy McCormack. 
That's it, McCormick, yeah. yeah. Funny that, Kenny McCormick. I wonder if they uh, <laughs> took the name from there. Sorry, it's a little, a little bit dark, but... but uh, <laughs> Just I mean, it's a very obscure, <laughs> <laughs> obscure reference. Spoiler alert! <laughs> well, no, we don't know. They never found the body. Right. That's the. That's kind of exactly. It. So, yeah. Because the air. So, so you've got the timeline there as well. Yeah, uh, and then two weeks after they met, she he she moves in with him. That's fucking sudden. Like rather. No, 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 no! Not two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks after two dates, he invited McCormack to share his home in Vermont, where he had opened a health food store. She moved That's there it. in January 1972. Ah. That's it, yeah. Oh, yeah so they must have met, met late in 71. Mm. I, yeah, haven't got, because... I haven't got a time stamp for the, the month. <laughs> yeah, because I, I, I do remember them going back and that Robert was saying that he wanted to open his own fruit business or fruit and veg yeah, health, business. Health, health like, uh, food. Bizarre thing. and rather specific. But... From what I remember and recall from the documentary, the Jinx, they were quite sort of the very, I guess, happy couple. Like they seemed quite, I don't know, in, a, in a time, love for like, a time, from yeah. the get go. And, whatever uh, love is, whatever love is. But she was uh, in the medical field. Was was she? She or? was. Yeah. When they met, she was a, a dental assistant. Uh, but hygienist. She, hygienist, and she'd gone. She'd gone back to university to become medical to be a doctor. Uh, and then which apparently he encouraged her to do even though he was very much about his health food store and all that shit he encouraged her he wanted her to do that and she was more all about having this little bubble home life whole food store and stuff like that Mm. Um, but one of the main things that he said to her before they got married is he never wanted to have kids like he was going to be a terrible father and he didn't want to have kids and as long as she was okay with that then they could get married and she agreed which i'm not sure if you're aware but that is quite a common trait with people who have personality disorders uh, they very much against having children what if like, um, don't want responsibilities yeah i know quite a few people who have like disassociative disorders and stuff like that and they're all very much against like you know not everybody you know i know there's people who don't want to have kids but there is also like a that, that it runs with a thing there yeah, well, like, uh, like uh, uh, um, <laughs> I've got two of them, and Dean, you're right. <laughs> I want kids. I, I know. I know. I just. I'm a good uncle, but I just don't want. That's to the best place to be. Is the good uncle, man. It is. It is. Yeah. Just yeah don't be a dirty wind uncle. Them, wind be a them up. Uncle. Completely wind them up. Make them. Yeah, don't be a dirty up. uncle. Be a good one. Wind the wind them That's up. That's a right tagline. Work them up into a frenzy and then send them and then to throw their them parents. back to the parents. Yeah. But um, another interesting trait that I noticed with Robert when he was mentioning, uh, when when in the documentary he was talking about that he had mentioned to Kathleen that he didn't what it, if they were going to tie the knot he didn't want kids and a few little ground not rules but I guess like stopping points yeah. to a degree. And one thing that he did mention was that he didn't really like her family at all. Oh yeah, like, he didn't that, that segment <laughs> that segment was like fucking crazy listening to it. See, I'm going to have to agree with him on these comments, <laughs> yeah. Cuz it's not the not liking. I don't think he didn't he didn't not like them. She didn't give a fuck. She didn't give a fuck. 
Yeah. And, like, yeah. and I kind of get, I, I know how he feels. These people I meet and I'm like, I don't give a fuck if you exist. And it's so <laughs> harsh. But I genuinely like going, oh, wow, these people aren't my people. That's And, and I'm, I'm with him on that. It's that kind of like, oh, great. It's like a family of people that I just don't want to know. Like, yeah, because he was very, the way he put it, he was like, I have to entertain them. I have to yeah. talk to them. It's I very snobby though, about, isn't he? Yeah, it was really. It's it was like, like oh, why should I need to? Commoners. He was kind of talking from a third person perspective, mm. like Rob, Robert, you have to, I have to, and he brought up a subject that he was talking to his mother-in-law with. And he was like, I need to talk about something. He was like, I have no interest in this. And I remember hearing that and just being like, fuck, dude, Mate, I'm, I'm with him. Oh, I'm totally with him on that though. I'm like, sometimes you talk about something like, I'd rather just not talk. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I get that feeling that, he's, I get that he has. Yep. And I totally understand him. And I'm like, Oh, I'm starting to empathise with this murderer. <laughs> oh, JJ's true. gone. JJ's gone. Oh no, he's had enough. It's because uh, it's because we're anti Robert, isn't it? Yeah, he, he, we it's don't a... like his Durst buddy. But um, <laughs> but it's I'll invite it's, him back in when he gets. It's it's I I do understand that, but that to me was just like, well, if you really like, there are obviously things that I don't like talking to people about, but if I'm associated with them, I'll make a. Excuse me, I'll make a point, and I think yeah. everyone should try and make yeah. a point. You might be able to sit there, you might sit there and be like, oh, get out of the conversation and just be yeah. like, oh, I really didn't enjoy that. Fuck There's, me, that it, took that's a lot definitely of like one of those. I get that, I know the feeling because it's like you're in the pub and someone you've known for like 13 years or 14 years, like a long time, comes yeah. and you're like, oh, fuck's sake, they come over. We're going to be talking about this, and, I don't and they're going to bring up like one thing that happened like 13 years ago. You're like, a, Great, you've literally done nothing more of your life. Right, and you yeah. laughed so about that five times prior. Yeah, so you're just going to come back in and go and start talking about like the, something we've done a thousand times. Where did you go? Uh, my internet is one back, listeners. Oh, right. so it's back now. Yeah. And we thought you left us because we were anti Durst. Yeah, I thought you were like, <laughs> oh, Durst is the best. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah. He Oh, sorry, carry on, Ben. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I think the like, internet's going. The internet's going mental. Hang on. It's all right. You, you, sorry, I don't know if you're good now. No, no, you two. I can You were just like glitching out the matrix. Right, okay. Uh, right. I think. I think we're all right. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Dean was just sorry. a bit. No, who was doing that? All right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I, I, talking I, like this, like a robot. Yes. <laughs> I love my mm. I'm glad that it's hooked up and part of the podcast now. It's really yeah. added an extra level of production to this. That's it, exactly. We professional to a degree, but uh, JJ, we were talking about how resentful and um, very short-tempered Robert was when it came to him talking to his in-laws and even oh, yeah. entertaining I love his in-laws. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely loving it. I love the I, the part that I love the most is the family photograph, where they're all obviously having a really nice Christmas, oh, and then he's like, like he's like sunk back into the sofa, literally but, just planning the demise of all but, of them, just like just, just trying to get in between the two cushions, just like discreet it's so as possible. Funny. Just, it's just like <laughs> you know when Robin Williams is that impression of a hot dog. It's like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so far back. But I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I cut out just as Ben was talking about uh, 
how he gets it, how he gets it. I just get it. I get that feeling I, of like being, I, I, being forced I, to be around people that you don't particularly have any interest in. Like that for me is like, like not just family, like people in general, like I get that feeling and I understand why he would be like, but because he's so used to getting what he wants and he's rich and like, like there's no need to be nice because he's not, yeah, none yeah. of these people can give him anything or are yeah. worth anything to him. I don't see it like that. Plus, he's a it schizophrenic like... psychopath. But I, I see it the way Ben does. I can see that he's had that blueprint of life cemented into him. Even if his attitude is different to his family members, he has that god yeah. complex. Mm. I don't. I don't get him like that character. Though I mean, obviously, I've only seen the same six hours that you guys have seen. But I just, I, I kind of get this. Like, I know loads of people who are like that. And it's taken them like a long time to be like become like that. But then mm. I know people who are like that who've always been like that, and they're not they're not murder. Well, hopefully they're not murdering. Yeah, they're, not, they're not. They're just they just really don't care about like genuinely don't care about what anyone else thinks about them, which I think is a fantastic trait. I think if I'd have had that trait a lot younger, I'd have been a, probably a, a much better person than I am. Not a much better person, but I'd definitely <laughs> much have, worse person. <laughs> yeah, More successful. I think or? I'd. I, no, I just think I'd definitely have like done a lot more things yeah. that I wanted to do rather right, than wasting time on things that I didn't. I've never given a fuck, really, and I've always just no, done uh, that. Yeah, I can, yeah I, can, I can fucking vouch for that. I don't know if JJ's known you longer than I've known you. I no, you've known me no, longer. No, no. I've known you longer. Yeah, I've yeah. always... Thank fuck. I just, just do... Just do I, I guess it's that kind of like do what you want attitude, which is like do, do what want. you want. Do what I want. Do what I want. But we, there's, there's do what you want, be friendly and then there's do mm. what you want and not give a fuck about anyone else and just be horrible i think that's, yeah uh, yeah he's he's one of the horrible ones yeah i think yeah but it's got a lot i think it's got a lot to do with having infinite money and not having oh. to really work for it like you can just go oh i'm not gonna do a thing you know, don't matter. There's no, I don't, there's yeah no i don't struggle. need to associate yeah what's that i don't need to what's what's that her family don't like me and i don't have to assign, oh don't worry i'll just get rid of her and because i've got a shit ton of money i'll find another beautiful girl and i'll see how that goes and go, by get rid of her, he literally yeah, yeah. means so get rid is, of her. This is now leading a lot. At this point in the documentary, I was sitting there and like, to be honest, I was like, yeah, it does sound like he's had a wicked shit upbringing. But then when it started moving, when he's obviously met Kathleen and it's going on about them courting and their build up of a relationship, that it was at this point where I was sitting there going, he really does sound like a nasty fucker. Or he's got the possibility of, or the capability yeah. of being a nasty well, fucker. The problem with the documentary is that all those uh, anecdotal sort of things about him being horrible and him being a like a, uh, like a rape, like rapey kind of horrible beater of women, creep, yeah. creep. Yeah, that's all uh, anecdotal from her, her female friends. <laughs> yeah, like so you're like. <laughs> But then he did admit to, he does admit like, it's well, I beat her once or twice. Oh, that's it. Yeah. I do. Really, yeah. I did sling a fist once. But yeah. It's all <laughs> or it was a pushing and shoving and falling. He's not. So he did have a row. Yeah. He's not made the friends like him. Like the friends are all against him anyway. So whatever happens to her, they're always going to be like, it was probably Robert. Yeah. Because yeah. of the way he was. If he'd just been slightly nicer to everyone, they probably wouldn't have thought that he'd killed her. No, I can agree with that. <laughs> but then the flip side to that is the guy 
the guy is honest and he's just like he, he he's not like I tried to get along with him. He doesn't even say it. he literally doesn't care. He's no. just like and he just kind of literally goes those guys. Like that's what I like about him. And it was like he's it not. That, it was that comment where he just sits and says, "I have to talk about that." I don't have any interest in whatever the topic was that they were talking about. I didn't even know what it was. I he fucking, spoke. he's so good. He was just like, I have no interest in that. Why do I have to, I've got to talk. Ugh. Like, it was just like, whoa, fuck me. Sorry, mate. <laughs> like, 25 or an hour or two out of your life and you've got to exactly him. like and he approaches he approaches a production company to do a documentary about <laughs> yeah. him How and he's just like oh I have to talk about that bit I mean yeah. what what part does he want to talk about because none of it's like <laughs> woo none of it's like amazing is it it's not like no. you're not going to talk about the time that I fucking tightrope walked between two buildings <laughs> oh, actually you didn't that. do that you did fuck all <laughs> yeah oh that bit oh so, I think he just wants to talk about the time where he put a wig on. Oh, we'll get there. Which we'll get, get on to. I almost yeah. forgot about that. Uh, <laughs> that, right. bit, that bit's crazy. So yeah. we're now probably coming up to the part where the first bump in the road uh, really occurs. So Ben, I, I think, has still got the timeline there. What Kathleen was it that, broke yeah, the rules. Is what happened. She broke the rules. Okay. She broke the main rule. Uh, yep. She got pregnant. Pregnant. She got pregnant and uh fucking up the duff. He did say don't get pregnant. Yeah, she um it well pregnancy test uh said positive. Uh she then approached him saying that, well, I want to keep the baby because it's my body. And I think didn't he say something like, uh, it's not just your baby, or something like that. I mean, he said he yeah, he, like, he said basically he goes, you knew the rules. Yep. That baby's going. No, yeah, baby. Baby. no baby. Yep. That, no baby. that in there. Get that out. <laughs> Get it. Going Terminate it. Terminate it. Terminate it. That so. then led to what I believe was her friends in the documentary that they were referring to, like the domestic sort of abuse, because I imagine that at that time as well, um, it wasn't really... Uh, What's the word? It was still fringe politics that a woman was in charge of her body. Um, well, in America, it's it's still fringe politics. Well, yeah, that's what. No, no, but it was even more so. Like back then, it was almost a no question. Husband makes the uh, makes the decision, sort of. Thing. Yeah. Just uh, just a quick one here. I don't know if you've seen this, but one of you two will have to explain what this means. She considers divorce, but is hamstrung by an affair, unfair prenup. Why? Why would he have a prenup with her if he's? Because he's rich. Rich people get prenups, baby. They do all the time. But rich she's, people get prenups. So what? She's baby. She's she's hamstrung by the fact that her her side of the prenup is unfair. Yeah. Yes. She because I, it doesn't she, explain. She does that. eventually. She does eventually like start getting a divorce but i think at yes. this time she's like i can't afford to go to medical school without him i think it's mm. the and it also does say that both of them were having affairs right okay. and we know that that is not good for relationships no <laughs> at least so, they're both equal in it so mm. now yeah. it gets to where kathleen or the main bump in the road with the story so don't they organize to go on vacation uh to try and fix 
the relationship or to discuss the situation. And they go to the uh, country home by the river. Am I correct? In, yeah, remembering... Sa in Salem, yeah. That's it, in Salem. So the story goes, or at least Robert's account of what occurs is they uh, arrange to have uh, a week away or a weekend. I can't remember how long originally, although it was going to be that they were going to stay in this family property uh, in Salem that is a beautiful country sort of like house that backs onto like a lake or a river or whatever you want to call it. A perfect um, place. It, it backs into somewhere perfect to bury a body. To dump a body, into. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, so how it goes is they have a huge argument. Um, Kathleen then wants to go. She says she wants to go back to New York um, to... Yes, yeah, she goes to a party. Sorry, uh, that's it. Yes. She beforehand. goes to a party at her friend's house, gets fucking... Wasted. Wasted on Allegedly. cocaine and cocaine. booze, and then she drives the car back to the house, and Perfect then that's time. and then and then obviously that when she, that party was the last time anyone other than Robert Durst Robert, saw her alive, and it was her friends that were convincing her that she needs to go back to New York and, and continue her <laughs> medical school, and she said that that's and then she left the party because she obviously yeah. off her tits on coke and booze. She's got. That's it. I'm going to go and do it. I'm going to go and divorce him right now. And get to so, the car. Get to the car. The car. And because goodness. Robert Durst is such a nice guy, he offers to take her to the train station, which I think <laughs> you guys keep forgetting about. Well, no, we were just Durst. about to Which is the that. last time that she was seen. She didn't even get seen. Robert Durst. She yeah. gets back to the house. Yeah. They, an argument unfolds and it's settled uh, by Robert's account <coughs> that she wants to go back to New York and continue. Take me back to New York, Robert. I can't be here anymore. So they have, yep, yeah, they have a tussle, a little uh, kerfuffle of what's going on. Then he agrees to drive her to the train station. No, she tries to take the car and he says, oh, no, right, you're yes, drunk. Because yes. she's. I'll in... drive you to the train station because he's such a nice guy. Such exactly. a bloody lovely yeah. no, JJ's friend. right. There are some really nice parts about Robert. Yeah, uh, the, the, especially so the ones that he makes up. I'd have been so like, get a fucking taxi, you Take the car, then I don't care. I'm bloody loaded. I can buy <laughs> six more tomorrow. You so, yeah, fuck. He, he takes her to the train station, and that at that point is the last time Kathleen is ever, ever, ever seen again. She gets on the train. She goes to New York. She allegedly calls in sick on the Monday to her she got, she, university she, she, or college. Yeah. And apparently the uh, the doorman at their their Manhattan home saw her uh, and she called Robert or Robert called her from a payphone. That's it. Uh, yeah. Apparently. Uh, apparently. To make sure it, she was home safe. Make sure she was home safe. And then and the, she great guy. She confirmed that she was, and then on the morning of Monday, her where her university talks or where she goes. Someone to called school. the dean of the university. She Please. she called the dean of the university, not her tutors or anyone in her, <laughs> the so the headmaster, the head honcho. She, she who were the, so that's already very suspicious because she was yep. already dead. So, <laughs> 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 but some someone some. What, someone female called yes yeah straight someone female we'll called, uh, hold called on the, to that called the dean of the university to say that she had a dicky tummy <laughs> she wouldn't she wouldn't be I got the black well known for hi this is this is Kathleen Kathleen McCormick and uh, I'm not coming today in the world 
I've got a Columbia. <laughs> Michael <a> Jackson. Cold. <laughs> <laughs> Iggy. Uh, right, yeah, so <laughs> bo- body body number one, gotten rid of. Or at least uh, girlfriend. Whoa, 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 one. whoa. Nobody, Nobody has been found. Never found a body, mate. Nobody. Never found a body. And still so to this day. Stop, stop slagging him off, all right? <laughs> <laughs> he ate her. He cooked her with a nice I pian- think he ate Chianti. her. I think he ate her. All right, come on. Like, if, if you guys... Uh, he, he never ate her. He never ate her. He's a lovely man. Definitely... She's definitely, definitely in the river, isn't she? In the pond, the yeah. the giant pond in the garden, if that's what you believe. Because apparently it took she police to a year to, <laughs> to search that massive river. That's what got me, is the fact that they went to the property and it was like, oh, your missus has just disappeared. Like, And to listen to that story, like that, the story that, that is allegedly true lot, from yeah. him, I don't I think it was a year. Yeah, I so they, they, well, they didn't them. believe they didn't they didn't think that she, they thought she was missing. They genuinely, like, yeah. the, the police. He he did. I mean, you listen to the story. They genuinely thought they were, she was missing. Like you listen to the story, you're like, eh, maybe she's missing. And it's then like just, they didn't investigate it because they were like, oh yeah, no. he's reported her missing. Why would why would he why would he report her missing if he killed her? And, and obviously, what, yeah. What's what was also interesting is that when he went, to, yeah, exactly, money, money, money. But one thing that she's was, missing, officer. Here's some. Yeah. Here's a check. But of, what's a couple of years' wages? <laughs> that they mentioned that he didn't arrive at the police station in a car or the car that he had dropped off. And I remember hearing that and being like, "Smart fucker," because immediately I'm pretty sure this guy's reporting that his wife has gone missing. What car is he driving? Because obviously they're going to want to search the car for whatever reason. But they didn't. And that, that they were saying that the police department, he was like, yeah, we never thought to like look in the car or anything because he didn't arrive in it. And I was like, what shoddy fucking police work? Yeah, they didn't, really? they didn't report for, so they didn't, they didn't even start looking for her. It's fucking I, absurd. I think one of the best parts of the, uh, the police report is that um, the first thing he said was, I went to my neighbor's house for a drink and then I went to bed. And they didn't interview the neighbor for about six months afterwards. And the guy was like, Nah, I don't, I don't think I've ever had a drink with him. I've never had a conversation <laughs> with him. Let alone a drink that night. I don't think I've ever had a drink with him because I hate him. He's an arsehole. Yeah. It's like, why? This is what makes me think that he is like... What, wrong place, he's, wrong time person? No, he's yeah. a fucking psychopath. He's schizophrenic. Because he's just like, oh, just... Yeah, but we, why haven't the police arrested him? Like, they have. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. There's no evidence because there's no body. That. No body, no crime. So how long after... Is that a uh, Bob Marley song? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no woman, no crime. Fucking <laughs> 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 zinger. Um, so, so, yeah, he's reported Kathleen being missing uh, a year after is when the police then begin to start searching the house. Is that correct? Because I know that they went to the cottage and they were like, uh, because they then speak to a woman that now owns or, or obviously lives in the house. And the police then, dis- is this a year after or a little further after Kathleen's disappearance? After the disappearance, it goes to, um, it's like maybe three or four months. I'm just, I'm, I'm just reading bits here. So good. <laughs> go on, go on. They found like, 
multiple belongings of hers just in the bin. Yeah. So he's like, her friend, Ro- Robert's, her Robert's just gone, oh, well, she's gone now. I just might as well burn everything. Get yeah. her, friends, her friends were going around, obviously, like, they, the friends, the, the police weren't doing an investigation. So her friends started, because she, she told her friends, if anything ever happens to me, it's Robert. Like, they were like, it's Robert. And so they were like, well, she's not, she wouldn't just go missing. The last thing she, they, they know, she was going to divorce him and then they'd never seen him again. Like again, she left the building. All and, her friends said that. Like, but then they, they said that they were driving past the house and they'd be like, boxes of her stuff just on the street. <laughs> I like how like four, four I really four comes back. I'm just going to fucking swing four all of her belongings in the lake. Throwing her stuff. No, just on the street for the bin men. <laughs> Who does that? But Another thing as well. Person, is that a person the, that's trying to be like, well, if I actually just burn everything and then I don't have the belongings to be like, oh no, like I just put them on the fucking front like yard to be gotten rid of. Is that kind is that him thinking, yeah. I'm gonna play this down as an innocent person. There's no harm in me just putting evidence out on the fucking sidewalk. Well, it wasn't just yeah, and I'm innocent. The super, but like part sorry. So the superintendent at the apartment in Manhattan, um, had also found. This is what I just read. <laughs> he, he, just, he was just putting a of stuff in the trash compactor. He's just right away. <laughs> it's just like, well, she, well, she's definitely not coming back. Right? Yeah, and the la- back, later, right? the, later, the same doorman admits that when he saw Kathy the night that apparently she'd got back to New York, he said, it was from behind and it was from a great distance. <laughs> Yeah, so he probably so wasn't. He might not have even seen her. He didn't even see her. He said there's another interview with him later on that's going, like, he goes, I don't even know if it was her. It could have been anyone. Yeah, yeah it does say, I only, I only saw Kathleen, uh, Kathy from behind and from a distance, despite Des claims that he spoke to his wife from a payphone. I was just like, well... Yeah, but that's... So, that's irrelevant. That's your false testimony, man. You've... You slowed the investigation down because you said that you saw her. You didn't. No, but she didn't. No, and he, even if you did, it was he from never a told. The, he never told the police that he'd seen her. He told Robert Durst that he th- he thought he'd seen her, and Robert Durst then told the police. Ah, well, yeah. Still, you still yeah. Robert Durst isn't the liar. There, this is what I'm saying. Real good guy. Robert Durst knew that she never <laughs> got there. How do you know that? It's Robert so Durst, might, it, might have been, it might have been the other part of his brain. It might have been the, the non-schizophrenic part might have fucking murdered her. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't feel like that. Also, he offered a $100,000 reward and then like a couple of months later, reduced it to 15000 <laughs> No, That's a fucking drop-off. If you know that she's not like coming back, bigger, put it up. There's a bigger drop-off than my GameStop stocks. Fuck me. <laughs> it's not bigger than mine. It's I must not... have missed that bit. Yeah. I told you, you need to get stocks in Atlantic. Atlantic Galactic, or whatever it's called. If, First so travel wave. Virgin uh, Galactic, yeah. If you knew that she wasn't coming back, why not raise that? I'm with JJ again now. I'm like, he's, he's definitely got, oh, she's on her way back. I better lower it. Nah. <laughs> you... <laughs> she's on her way that... back. Oh, fuck her. I, you know that whole kind of like it's that whole breakup thing where it's like straight away it's like oh god I'd do anything to get back with her and then it gets further and further away from it and he's like now he's probably offering like a couple of quid 
I'm probably nothing. He's probably offering a packet of cigarettes if he's still in prison or whatever. But I don't even know where he is, to be honest. But yeah, um, yeah, I I still Sorry, I genuinely feel he's got he's got you? the because I I still feel that he's got this kind of. I don't know, this kind of like weird destiny dynasty kind of vibe going on. Like maybe his family didn't think that she a bit like the royal family thing. Like they don't believe that she's she's the No, the they one, loved you know, her. No, so. they loved her. The family what? Loved yeah, her. but they're they're gonna fucking say no, that, aren't they? They they knew that he'd done something, so they couldn't help the family. But Yeah, but they're gonna say that. Seymour. The royal family have probably said that about Diana. They still no, they say did. shit they about never her now. They've like, never said they liked her. They've never. Seymour said, "Look, she's my daughter too, but I can't help you." In that, almost like admitting that, like, there's nothing you can, no one can help you. Mm. Yeah, this is. I think, I think that we've that's, covered it. Up. That's something that a rich family do a lot of. Like, well, it's, mm, it's it only a daughter. It does sound like that they um, they really segregated him, though, in the sense of that possibly the family were like, "Well, something's fucking up here," and it wouldn't surprise us. They if did their Robert own investigation. We're just gonna say. This is Robert's issue. It's nothing to do with us. Yeah, she was a lovely girl. We're out of this. It's nothing to do with us. Like to me, that sounds like a logical escape for a very fucking big business uh, family that they technically do not need to get involved in. Well, they did. Really. They got. They hired a private investigator. Oh, they to, did it, to find out what had happened to her, and they realised that Robert was uh, like there. There's a whole. That was that was what's her name? That Janine? No, is it? Uh, oh, what was her? She was the political woman, is uh, the politician. Is that correct? Who, who that was? No, that was the later thing? on. That was later oh, right. on. When, that I'm, was I'm later mixing. on when it. But yeah, she, they, they, the the company had done an investigation into what was happening, what had happened, and they were like, "Well, that's why they said they couldn't help you because they also had, they couldn't then go, yeah, our son has killed your daughter or your sister.' Right? Yeah. They just said to go, there's nothing we can do to help you. That's the, that's, that's the way I saw it. It was that the reason they refused to help, why Seymour said, look, she's my daughter too. Like, I like her, but there's nothing I can do to help. That's what he yeah. said. He's like, there's nothing I can do to help. Like, almost like he's like, he knows, but he can't say it. That's what yeah. I got from it. I just failed to yeah. see, I just failed to see how a rich family could make a, a massive, huge connection with those people, especially when they immediately moved into where her family were from. So everything was in Vermont, which I'm not sure where Vermont is in terms of New York. All right, granted, he's rich and he can fly around wherever he fucking wants, but the timeline doesn't seem like she, he would have introduced her to his family to no, keep they a strong in, connection. They, they lived in Manhattan and Vermont. Yeah, they kept yeah, going. Yeah. They kept, yeah. It, I they, just don't... Mm. But I'm pretty sure, like, throughout the whole thing, it was like, they, they were like, they all, everyone loved Kathleen. Like, everyone who met her, like she's a very attractive woman like, yeah beautiful woman and she just they always like they always woman. say this shit about dead people though don't they they're always Everybody's just like they're never like oh kathleen was a cunt because she's dead <laughs> so you can't say that no, she, you know? she's only she's she was only pronounced dead in 2016 is that true yeah whoa that's crazy yeah okay so uh which is strange because she still hasn't been found at all yeah. so i mean so it's pretty pessi pretty pessimistic outlook mm. if you ask me. I wonder if they will find a body. Imagine uh, if they found her, she's a really old lady. <laughs> yeah. Oh Robert Dirty. Yeah, we just had a bit of an argument and one night oh, and I, I just decided to leave and he he paid for everything for me. Yeah. She had such a such a drastic coke binge that she turned into a mute. 
and now she just doesn't talk to people. We'll get on to we'll get on to mutes later, won't we? Oh shit! Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Right. Where where are we now in the timeline? Uh, so Simon, she's got like nineteen eighty three. Yeah, he's 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 put out the thing. He's like, um, he's removed her name from the joint bank account. He's refused to pay the medical school tuition and stuff. He's cancelled everything, uh, and she's disappeared. Uh, all that shit's happened. He's lowered the lowered the the reward to fifteen grand. And after a period of mourning in which he retreated inside himself, Durst Durst returns to work at his family's company. That's in nine eighty three. So that's yeah. like. A year later. Yeah. But this time, he's already refused. Uh, he's already been over, over, overlooked for the, to take over the business. And his younger brother, Douglas, is, is uh, taking over the, the business. Oh, that's happened. That, when does that happen? Because his dad said there was too much. Oh, um, no, no, that's not till 1992. Sorry. It has not been overlooked yet. Yeah. Um, let me just have a look. Uh, yeah, he's, yeah, he's not. That's me pretending to have a look. <laughs> <laughs> just for anyone listening, I was just, uh, <laughs> sharing a bit of a timeline. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So yeah, obviously the, he's, 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 uh, he's gone back to work, but he's not really been, he's not really working. He's just go, he's working there. Uh, he's just um, been... and not really a lot happens, does it? He start he has he goes on a couple of dates. Yeah, he start. Yeah, he doesn't really do much. Does he? It's like he kind of disappears into like working life, like just like moving around, going from house to house that he owns around the country. And uh, as these two skeptics could say, probably uh, he's got his fix for now. He's killed right. one. He's just waiting for his next victim. But I'm just like he's just trying to get on with life, like the good guy that he is. He's trying to re- retain a normal life. Starts going out on a date with some real estate woman. Don't is this, know who she is. Is this where we're now leading to where he goes to California? Uh, not quite not yet. yet. No, not, he doesn't go. To he has a bit of a, a. From what I read on a website, he had a bit of a breakdown. They said, um, again, like you said, Ben, not showing up to work, not uh, looking after himself, started growing a beard and whatnot, and looking very rugged. Um, and then people said that th- this is again from an outside point of view because no yeah. one tells a story like Robert Durst no. tells yeah. stories. Which, if you watch the Jinx, which I would highly suggest everyone to. does, you have to now. It's incredible. Yeah, it's a really. But well-made I would say, I would say, if you haven't watched it, you, you should probably like cut in and out of this podcast. Yeah, because mm-hmm. every episode was like, yeah, what the fuck? So in nineteen ninety is when he sells the South Salem cottage where the, she was last seen. Right. Life. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he secretly divorces uh, Kathy. Secretly. secretly. Secretly divorces her. Like, on the sly. So no one... Because, <laughs> you know, she's dead. But yeah, exactly, yeah. He, he, And he's he gotten is, rid of all her shit. <laughs> do you know the, the, the excuse for the divorce? That Obviously, you have to like, write a reason for divorcing. Spousal abandonment. Like, she'd abandoned him. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard that term of phrase. Spouse abandonment. Yeah, she left him. She yeah, that's him. fucked up that you have to give that for anybody who's having a divorce. You have to give a reason, even if it's mutual. You have to like pick from a check yeah. box of reasons, yeah. and it's like, 
Yeah. That's why it's always irreconcilable differences, isn't it? It's just like the most... Um, what's it? Like Bland. The, most, the broad, yeah, broad term. Like, Bless you. Sorry about that. I had to mute my mic as well. Because <laughs> I knew it was going to be loud. <laughs> and it was just wondering why I'm saying, bless you, Dean just sneezed. <laughs> and I had the DC It's so difficult yeah. because we do a visual and an audible podcast. So it's yeah. like, <laughs> which audience do we appease to? <laughs> do I stay quiet and just presume that everyone thinks we've gone silent for a bit? Yeah. Or do I, <laughs> does everyone wonder what Dean's doing with his mouth? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, um, yeah, so 1990 is the year he secretly divorces his wife. He moves into an Upper East Side apartment with uh, that girl, with Deborah Lee Sheraton, which is the New York real estate broker. But the same year, they li- well, they leave nine, month, nine months later because the neighborhood is stuffy. So I assume he's kind of like, it's he's probably fuck- it, it, stuffy, you know, snooty a bit like. But I think what has happened is he's pissed off all his neighbors because he's Ah, fucking- sorry, my internet's just a bit shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, what I think's happened there is, He's the not he's the shit neighbour that everyone hates. And he just I reckon out. so too. Yeah, they're like a, like stop being a fucking lunatic. Yeah. Like, and then he's like so stuffy here. <laughs> stop being a weird cunt. No, I don't like you hating on my boy Durst. It's not <laughs> he's a murder he's a th- he's a he's a three to at least cannibalistic three, murderer. Possibly cannibalistic, definitely possibly. murderer. Allegedly. Gotta throw that in there. Hmm. Mm. I love how mm. you just, for some reason just love Robert Durst even though like, I, there's he's admitted, something about him that I think admitted is brilliant killing people yeah but again I know we haven't done a podcast on this and we probably won't for a while now but it's the same as a West Memphis Free. he's had to admit in court that he's done something. no he didn't admit in court he did it into a hot mic no, oh, no, the yeah. hot, no, because the hot mic we'll isn't an admission don't get to that just yet don't yeah exactly yet. it's oh, not an admission is it don't get to no, no, but that's the reason they reopened the case and he had to do 85 months in prison. Not to spoil it, but he did go to prison. But let's get mm. to that when we get to it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, right, where are we now? Right, Time so on. Durst is passed over in 94. This is when his younger brother, Douglas, is um, is done. Like, he gets the job, like the big <laughs> job. And Robert is not happy. So, <laughs> <laughs> the last straw, and the reason he got passed over, the last straw is because he pissed in his uncle's trash can. Allegedly <laughs> pissed. Allegedly. I love that. Yeah. I like a, I'm really fucked off that the business has been given to my actual business kind of personality strong brother and not my psychopathic, schizophrenic, hippie, Drug loving, oh dear, my last wife disappeared person instead. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, because you definitely sound capable of yeah. running and one so, of the so biggest, biggest businesses in New York. He, he spends the next decade as a vagabond just traveling the country. Who the fuck the- cares if somebody pisses in your dustbin? Like, who cares? It's your dustbin. What's the, what are the fucking shits in there? It's a rich this person's dustbin. This is what I mean about, a yeah, rich, I mean about rich just, people. It's like, oh, my, my dustbin is your palace, you fuck. Like you fuck probably, off. you probably get some like upper class like bins and stuff if you're quite rich, like a Samsonite bin or something. I like remember that. when the Smoking I've Hearts left fucking bins. Smoking Hearts left six liters of piss in my dustbin, and I didn't fucking I didn't <laughs> I didn't fucking tell them they can't be the heir to a million. I've dollars. been passed. <laughs> I've been passed over on owning a Waker Rice since. 
I would give you my tattoo business, but you left a l- six litres of piss in my, <laughs> bin, in my garden. In a very sturdy camping bag. That wasn't the worst thing we left at your house. Probably not. The, that house was a shithole, though. There was, like, worms <laughs> coming out of the fucking woodwork. And we were on the second floor. How does that even happen? How does worms get upstairs? I like that flat. Shit story. Yeah, we watched, <laughs> we watched Die Hard on the projector. Yeah, five seconds. Blood, but eating blood pizza. Yeah, blood oh, pizza. No, no, that was no, a di- no, that no. was a different time, Ben. Oh yeah, that was when he came and filmed the fucking podcast, uh, the video. Anyway, yeah. So yeah, he pissed in his bin. Big deal. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's what's happened. Uh, Douglas has now taken the reins of the the Durst Enterprise, essentially. So obviously, Robert is going to be absolutely fucking fuming. Mm. And where, or where is he? Pardon? Or is he? he he's pretty pissed off. I think he's, he's he, pissed he, off. he maintains his anger for it for the rest of his life. Like he threatens to kill Douglas on a regular, on the regular, and he walks around and he stalks him, and he get, has to have a restraining order. <laughs> so, kind of think fucking, he's uh, it's very a fucking bit pissed off about it. Uh, and then, so that you know that happens, uh, and then five years later. After receiving a bogus tip about the location of a body, police in Westchester reopened the Kathy Durst case, this time as a possible homicide. They searched the Durst old cottage in South Salem as well as a nearby lake, but find nothing. I was going to say, they then, they, they, because I remember looking on the documentary, watching the documentary, and they mentioned, or the, the, the house, the new house owner mentioned that the police had arrived and they wanted to search. Um, yeah, like the, the, 15, the years, 15 years later. And that they found like an area of the that they didn't know existed that they didn't know about, and they and the documentary makes this huge thing about it. And I was like, they're blatantly going to fucking find bones in there, or something. And then they just like they oh, they no, found no. A, then they find a handgun in there or something like. That. Yeah, there was a, a twenty-two um, pistol or something yeah, in like that, that in I the crawl space. Yeah, in the crawl space, and I was expecting something. They kind of blew. They really overemphasized this. Oh, there, there was this area in the house that I never knew existed, and showing all these really candid, sort of like creepy photos of like or crime scene esque photos, and it didn't fucking amount to anything. Oh, we yeah. had a pistol. I was like, oh, oh, right. You could have fucking left that out, to be perfectly yeah. honest. Um, what we haven't mentioned is throughout this, uh, Durst is Robert Durst is still very close with his friend that he met at uh, university, uh, Sarah Susan Berman. Susan Berman, yes. Yeah, so he's still friends with her. Uh, and Susan Susan Berman, though, let's touch on her in a moment. So yeah, she's significant as well because oh, she's, Susan she's very Berman. Significant. Susan, Susan Berman was the daughter. Well, she grew up not actually realizing uh, until she was around eleven. I think was it eleven or twelve years twelve Something years old. Yeah. She grew up not realizing that her father was quite possibly one of the biggest and most notorious gangsters in New York. Yeah, no, Las Vegas. <laughs> Oh, sorry, Las Vegas. Yeah. Like, one of the biggest fucking names of, like, the mm. underground that could possibly yeah. have been spoken of at the time. Yeah. And she was friends with Robert Durst. And that sounds like a, almost like a match made Well, they had, a lot, they had a lot in common. Like, they mm. both lost their mums when they were seven. Or when they were seven mm. uh, and they both didn't have very good relationships with their dads and something else that, that linked them together. And they just got on really well, and they were—they've been—they were like lifelong friends. I don't think they ever like they were ever like banging or anything. No, I think, no. I think they were just—they just had a very, very strange kind of. Yeah. 
I don't know, but, almost like an Epstein and fucking Galatia. They Maxwell's. were really close around the time that Kathleen disappeared. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. And all her friends were like, aren't you worried about her? Like, are you worried that she's like going to steal you, like Robert? And she's like, Kathleen, Susan? No. No, they're just really good friends. Like, there's definitely nothing going on there. Uh, but I think that's, uh, then that will lead us to, in August 2000, Susan Berman, short on cash and living in Los Angeles, writes Durst a letter asking for money. Months later, he sends a, a gift. Two checks worth 25 grand each. Now, where is Durst staying? He's in, uh, at this point, I think he's in San Francisco. He's in, he is in yeah. California because yeah. uh, I, I, I will, I'm, we're treading a little bit earlier. Uh, sorry, treading a little bit further than where we are at the moment because I know that they were able to pin Durst being in California, not particularly in a particular location that we'll get to in a second. Yeah. So Durst was sending money to Susan, what was it? But Sorry, Berman, Susan, Susan Berman. Berman. Because Susan she, Berman. She, she was, was trying to make struggling a career. As a writer. Yeah, she was trying to be a screenwriter. She was trying to make a career as a screenplay. None of them ever got picked up. Um, no. She was living in like an apartment that the police had said looked kind up. of almost like a fuck. Well, it was a fucking dump. It was a, squat, it? It was a mattress, mattress yeah. and like a computer desk and furniture that had been loaned yeah. to her from friends. Yeah. But I don't know. Is there anything between? She, no, not really. But no. she, she okay. she'd been telling friends that she uh, she had a big project that she's gonna that's gonna that's gonna change things for her. And it and was to do with the mafia, th- basically. Yeah, she was right. She she was writing a screenplay about her childhood and her, her dad. life and what she knew. Yeah, and what she knew. And uh, in the documentary, like they, the way they lead up to this, like going, "Oh, Susan," like they talk about Susan and like as a friend of Roberts, and then they say, "Oh, you know," she'd been writing the screenplay, and then suddenly she just she, she turns up dead one day. Now, that's what'll happen if you're a mobster's daughter. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This is shot to the back of the head, isn't it? Yeah. It's like it's execution. Like, but she. But everyone said that she wouldn't let anyone in her house. She didn't know. She had locks all the way down the door. Like, yeah, bolt locks, wouldn't it? But she'd also been telling everyone that Bobby was coming to visit this Christmas. Like, and she hadn't seen him in ages. Bobby's coming to visit. And at the time. Um, was it this Susan Berman though didn't she have something to do with an attorney or a politician back in New York that was going on in the documentary the, the woman that's in the like a red dress yes she was right she was bitch at the same time is when they reopened the Kathleen uh, Durst yes case. and a lot of her friend uh, Kathleen's friends just said you need to talk to Susan 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 will know, like, or Susan yeah, knows probably better were, than anyone. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, uh, and I think I think what's happened is she's gone. She well, the reason he sent her two checks, twenty five grand, mm-hmm. and she's probably they, no one's seen the letters that she sent to him. They've seen the letters that he sent back. But I think she yeah. was like going. She probably mentioned that the police were asking about. I think. Well, that, I, that for me is the the only reason why she get pop. Right. Boop, so. Boop, boop, boop. My the, the the reason that I believe He's so his head. <laughs> so, ba- so basically what has happened is uh, Suzanne Berman was found in her house with a bullet wound to the back of the yeah, head. Yeah, like Christmas Eve, dead. she was found on, on, on Christmas Eve. Uh, the door was left open. The Beverly Hills Police had received a very strange coded letter that had Not been coded. posted. 
Well, no, coded. it was. It just said cadaver. It said uh, the address and cadaver. So it was yeah. a weird, a weird letter anyway. Mm. Um, wasn't they? Don't they believe it was postdated the day before? The day before she, the day before she was found. Right, the day before she was found. Now, the mm. reason that I believe that JJ's boy most likely <laughs> fucking had her off is they oh, off her himself. Off her, oh yeah, sorry, off her himself is because because of the kind of people that they both were. She grew up in a mobster family, uh, so she's going to hear language and meet people that. What's that? Oh, that. Dave wants a body gotten rid of. Yeah, don't worry. Go and speak to Bob. He'll get that done for you sort of thing. All of these really sort of like seedy fucking things that I could imagine that a mobster daughter would intertwine with and be quite comfortable with kind of knowing information in that sense. It wouldn't surprise me if Robert had grown very, very close to her and been like, look, you're possibly the closest person I've met to the kind of personality that I have. Look, yeah. your family do fucking nasty shit. I do nasty shit. Um, I killed my uh, first wife, by the way, and she was probably about, oh, why, why'd you do that? Oh, because of this, because of that. I dumped her over there. And Susan was probably like, oh, that's pretty sad. But uh, it sounds like you really did get away with it or you covered up the body. Well done, Robert. Do you want a drink? Like, it, to me, it sounds like that they could converse in these kind of topics together. And the fact that then the Kathleen Durst um, case had been reopened and this attorney was had been given a tip-off to go and speak to Susan. Robert, being the cold fucking person he is, is like, she's a connection that's connected to Kathleen Durst and myself. Fuck you, you're gone. Well, Bang. There, was a, there was a lot of people scepticising, whether it's, like, noted or anything, but there was people scepticising that she was probably, this was theories, going to start bribing him. So, i.e., start taking him... Whereas it, it like later on in the documentary, he talks that, that everyone talks about his generosity with her children, I think, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. like him giving them, you know, he, he builds a relationship with them. Yeah, That's he sends, he sends, he sends her uh, adopted son or stepson or whatever. To, yeah, it's college you, tuition and college twenty five grand over four years. No, every year for four years, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. college tuition. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, and it's a pay it, it sounds it sounds like one of those things where, you know, he can he can benefit from like what. I, I do. I thought you were gonna go in that way with that, Dean. But um, he can benefit no, from on. her her history in the in the mob scene. Yep. You know, like he he can you know find out how he those guys have... got away with shit. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But just going on to that. In that meantime, we've skipped a, a few bits. Whether they're relevant or not, I don't know. But he actually married again. Yeah, and she's a big uh, part of the documentary. <laughs> and I don't even know what these two words are, but they they are great. This is apparently how the rabbi described um, the wedding. Durst was rather taciturn. Taciturn. He was non-buoyant and didn't smile in their 15-minute ceremony. So that also sounds like maybe a money thing. I don't know. Yeah, she he, needed, was, uh, he needed someone that... He needed a power attorney. She was instantly given power, power of attorney. Like, he needed someone that... Because he knew that... I think he knew that it was going to... It, it, was, it, it could have ended. Yeah. Also, yeah. shortly after that, on the nineteenth, Durst. I mean, this is a very biased timeline that I think we're all reading from here. But Durst flies from New York to San Francisco, then heads south, destination unknown. Twenty third of December, Durst flies back to New York from San Francisco. Yeah. Like, you know, all right, they're they're factual, and then obviously now we're at the point where 
23rd of December, 24th of December is when Berman is found dead. So it's very much like, I mean, people have made their minds up, haven't they? But what I, what I struggle with, and this is this is the same with all of these cases that we've we've looked at. We are not the police. Like the police yeah. must no. be hiding something because it took them so fucking long to do anything about it. Like it's surely so, they weren't yeah. they weren't just building up this again as well. Like if you go it's back to like mob, though, isn't it? It's all like they have to get permission to do things. They can't just go. They can't just go and do stuff. They have to go, right, we need to go to out of jurisdiction to LA yeah. to go and interview someone about a murder in Vermont New York. or in Connecticut. Uh, so, sorry, Connecticut, yeah. So they can't just go there and talk to her. They have to get permission from the LAPD to do it, which is, again, police office... Like, yeah, police weeks, time, months, yeah, police, months and police weeks. Police aren't very good at communicating. The internet is only fresh in 2000. Like, oh, not, yeah, it's very, very fucking... Like, yes. uh, probably not every police department's on email at this point. They've no. had to send a letter, call people, oh. no one's answering. Like, the, you see it in every every single, like, serial killer documentary. Like, even the well, you, sheriffs you saw, and the... Don't talk to each other, so... Yeah, you saw in Berman's, uh, in the photos of Berman's crime scene, like, in her office in like what the kitchen it almost looked like she was still communicating almost via fax and that was like yeah. two facts again again this kind of vibe with the the whole mob scene obviously it's it's known history now isn't it that the mob were working a lot with the police yeah like i mean this doesn't really tie in very much with this unless it's deeper than what we see because we're only seeing you know, this is where I why I suggested it because it was the it was that underbelly that's kind of a bit weird. The whole rich mob, like crooked it, that whole why it took so long, and it's very similar to the John Bader Ramsey one. Like, you know, who was getting paid off? Why did things take so long? Like, obviously, yeah. you've just explained there, Ben, with the with the jurisdictions, Jurisdiction. but it's it's very like. I mean, you guys, did you guys watch the Night Stalker documentary yeah. where they're not, talking not about how... Not finished that off just yet, no. Theirs was, a, theirs was a battle between jurisdictions, which is yeah. fucking even worse because they were because like, they I don't want you rights. to solve the crime, but you've yeah. got all the fucking... Whereas in this is like an East Coast... I mean, it's not fucking Snoop Dogg and like... Biggie. Fucking <laughs> Puff Daddy or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Snoop Dogg and P. Diddy. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got that massively wrong. but Yeah, I don't know where the fucking... Well, I've been trying. It was Biggie and Too Fat. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? The East Coast, West Coast thing. <laughs> um, but this is it. Like, it wasn't that. So I don't understand... You know, again, I, I get communications, but they're not using fucking carrier pigeon. They've got phones. No. Well, like, the phones is as fast as the internet. It's, yeah. like, live. It's real. Yeah. You know? Well, what, what, and, and I guess phones and letters and stuff is what leads me to, like, the what ends up being one of the biggest bits of evidence in the whole thing is uh, mm -hmm. a, yeah. a, a letter was sent to the LAPD with the words cadaver and then Berman's address. And that came out. They, they, they'd already found the body by this point. Like, yeah because a neighbor had complained about the dogs barking. Uh, and then they, uh, yeah, but it just said cadaver and it said Beverly Hills, uh, LA. Beverly spelt wrong. Beverly spelt wrong, which is, which is pretty much is, is the smoking gun by the end of the. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, a it's just at this point. I, th but they've, they've said, they even say in the documentary, I think. I'm not like, I am literally I like that. fanboy. I'm not like a Richard Ramirez. It, I love it that you're like this for this, though, dude. I love it. I just, 
right. feel I I feel we know we know how these fucking well we don't know this is the thing we know how these like elitists work yeah, we yeah. know how much power they have over over manipulation of things oh, we he's see gone. like there without is. without going like yeah without Tim Foyle hat in but like I literally see the front cover of Dookie by Green Day and I see Robert Durst just sat in the middle just like what the fuck is going on around me all this shit it's all pointing at me but I genuinely think it's drove him mental I know he's got schizophrenia I know he's got like personality disorder but like it seems like all these things are just happening him, happening around him he seems so like I honestly have not I, there's like nothing there like the unluckiest there. man do you yeah, think yes, like the well, it's that, the schizophrenia, mod- surely. That's got to be the schizophrenia. Think, do you think he's a modern-day Lechmere? Like, my main culprit for the Jack the Ripper murders being quite possibly the unluckiest guy in Whitechapel at that time. Yeah. Are you saying he's possibly in the same situation? No. Ben Sh- because, no well, no, I, I no, don't agree. I don't I agree, think, but... What you're, 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 what you're doing, JJ, is probably you're, you're, you're explaining dissociative personality disorder, which is what he's got, is that... Yeah, he probably does think all this stuff is just happening around him, but he ignoring the fact. Oh, that I missed all it. that. I just I've got really oh, bad internet connection. <laughs> yeah, he's dis- disassociated. No, I literally missed all that. It just went nah, nah, nah. All right, okay. So <laughs> what I said it just was, ma, ma, ma. I hate Robert Des. Ma, ma, ma. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, you're explaining disassociative. <laughs> personality disorder but again yeah. he he's he is the dookie cover and he's in the middle and it's all just happening around him but it's happening around him because he's causing it but he's, yeah, no, he's just i'm like, not i'm not explain i'm not saying it like that at all. all right. i genuinely genuinely do there is something inside me feels that he hasn't done it there's just something oh, there no I, I i'm not saying i'm i'm shocked i i, I personally believe God. There is a, a very large percentage of me believes that he hasn't done hasn't any of it. Done, no, I'm not saying he hasn't done any of it, which still makes him a murderer, I guess. But there's certain elements where I I believe that it has spiralled. I don't believe that it's... I don't believe everything that's being pinned on him. Yeah. And I thought the, the jinx was a fantastic representation of that because I don't believe that it... It doesn't seem biased. It doesn't, like... You usually see these other documentaries in like this, the making a murderer one, very biased towards like Stephen Avery. Like, oh, it's all about right. you know him being like redeemed or whatnot. Is it redeemed? I don't know what the word is, but right. And it, the, the 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 jinx again, without spoiling it, it seems obviously as well to anyone who's like listening. It we're going we're. We're kind of doing it in reverse, really, because it kind of it explains everything up to a point, doesn't it? Whereas mm. in we're doing it kind of the other way around. We're not doing it in time. We're doing it in chronological order. Yeah. Whereas in they do it in that. Yeah. I just feel that everything so far <laughs> isn't him. And that's what I believe. I, I you, don't believe. I, I you genuinely don't think don't. that he murdered. That he he was it had anything to do with the disappearance of Kathleen. I don't think I do. Like it's taken. I've watched the Jinx three times. Like because I'm so interested by him. I don't think he did where we're up to now. I don't think he had any involvement in it. I, I just can't. Bananas. I can't fucking see bananas. how you can't see the link before. Him. And I am. He just definitely being that wrote guy. that. I, he definitely wrote that letter that said cadaver. Yes. 
Yes. There is yes. no way he did not write that letter that says Kadabba. That very long point that I just was about to, to think. Uh, handwriting evidence doesn't. doesn't that, yeah, stand but up that's in not handwriting evidence. That is, that is, that is just two exactly the same things. That's not. We'll even even that the one. spelling mistake is wrong. You know, right? So you know, in the John <laughs> Bonet one, in the John Bonet one, she shows it to the woman, and the woman's just like, "Nah, that's not my handwriting." She shows it. She shows it to him, and he's just like, "Well, I can see a small similarity." He's not. He isn't trying to deceive. No, he is. He's he he he's he's shown that right. So this is what we're talking about, right? So a letter. Yeah, is, explain a, what explain so what we're talking letter, about. And then. A letter is sent to the LAPD that says Beverly Hills, LAPD Beverly Hills, and inside it says the her address and it says cadaver, right? Later on, when they when the adopted or the stepson of Susan Berman is interviewed by the filmmakers. He gives her a box of Susan stuff yeah, to go through. Yeah, yeah. And in there, they find a letter that Robert has sent to Susan with the words Beverly spelt wrong and the handwriting is exactly the same. It's almost like he, he it's just, it's definitely him. It's like if you made the Robert Durst font and you typed a letter, <laughs> it would be, that would be the font. Yep. It's exactly I buy the same. it. <laughs> I, yeah, I know you would. I, I think I, I tell you I can't I'm I'm perplexed at like how the the handwriting was the smoking gun for me yeah as like you guys heard in signal but right let's not fucking let's not get too far in the well that is that, that 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 bit is that is this section that's where but obviously we don't but the handwriting the part in the relevance of the documentary is right the at the end yeah this right is why I'm end. saying right. like okay. the way we're so, going through it yeah like so, so after. It obviously Suzanne um, Berman's death starts like making headlines and it starts becoming mainstream news. And then it starts becoming apparent that this person that is uh, also being accused of the, uh, a, a woman's potential murder. Yeah, he flees to escape media attention uh, to Galveston, Texas, where he poses as a mute woman named Dorothy Cena. Uh, the name comes from a former high school <laughs> classmate. He lives Sina. in Spa. It's Dorothy Sina. Sina. He lives Sina. Mute. Like <laughs> we're doing hand actions for like sign language. Uh, he lives in a Spartan boarding house. Uh, Spartans. We uh, we 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 shall. Uh, what was it? What did I say? In three hundred. We. We oh, shall dine in hell. Or we like will. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't know what a Spartan boarding house is, but it means uh, it means it means there's not much in there. Like right. Okay. Okay. Spa. So yeah. Spa. He lives in the Spartan boarding house where his neighbor is an elderly name uh, man named Morris Black. This now, is where the fucking story well, now Morris turns Morris Black rim. is is the the grumpiest man on yes, the planet. There was a, this there story was sounds fake. Like this, this story to me sounds. They found fake. the fucking body. Morris the, Black. But they, Morris Black was the grumpiest old man on the hill. Yeah, that's in that's why. Durston, <laughs> Texas. That's why this documentary is so unbelievable, and it's so. It seems so mad. Is that the fact that all of it is crazy? Every single part of it is mad. Like from start to finish, like every episode is like, what the. Fuck. Yeah, it's a what great documentary. Fuck? It's so, but it's Robert Robert Durst is such an interesting character. I understand why you you fancy him and you like love him, 
and you're in love with him. I understand that. But well, if you look in the back there, there's a love letter. I, I, I yeah. sent him. No, not Say, really. I'm pen- gonna though. I'm gonna. I'm gonna write him in prison. You should. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna see if we. We should try and get him on the podcast. Yes, we definitely should. We definitely should get him on the podcast. Right, you're in charge of that. I'll try. Uh, yeah, so that's yeah. a fucking damn good idea, boys. I'm sorry. I'll send him dick pics. Getting... Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So he he's moved. He's he's pretending to be a woman who's deaf mute, right? And he he is he phones up places and goes, my deaf mute, my boss is deaf and mute, and she li- she works she uh, she only communicates through notes. She's gonna she needs somewhere to stay in Galveston, Texas, and he pays. Six grand, six months rent up front for her as her, and then shows up. <laughs> Bear in mind, he's still got a personal assistant in New York as well, hasn't he? Yeah. Which in the documentary, and a wife. yeah, and a wife, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so good. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So fucking bizarre. But uh, so, I, I, looking at the timeline, I don't know whether we want to tap on the relationship and the particular scene that led to what, uh, well, well, uh, Morris Black's uh, demise, or do we want to just stick to the timeline and when it? Gets yeah, I would to speak. It. I would talk about the relationship between. Yeah, they become the, the mute. The mute. It's yeah. Death. It's only. It's only. I think what happens is basically, Morris Black finds out pretty quickly that. Um, that ain't a mute that, fucking that, woman. That, <laughs> that, that Dorothy Sina. <laughs> she sure can talk. But, that, I think a, a lot of people. 
Uh, some people said that actually, like to see Dorothy Siner, you it would it was almost impossible to to not think that's a man in a wig. So somebody said that it was offensive to trans transsexual yeah, yeah. people. Said it was it, an offense. It was, an it was as if it was a, a woman dressing up as a man as a woman. I'm I'm sorry to break it to you, but my name isn't Dorothy Siner. <laughs> I am, in fact, not a woman at all meat. Amazing. <laughs> and I can hear perfectly well. Yeah, but like, it's, I remember like this part in the documentary where it's like... Because this is the early... This is the first episode, isn't it, this one? Yeah, and it's just like... Uh, it, it was it was batshit and bananas nuts as it goes. And then he was like, oh, by the way, yeah, I just decided to go to Walmart and buy myself a wig and a fucking handbag. And I was just like, what... What fucking angle and is this? And this is why I love the guy. Because as he's he's being interviewed by these guys who he's asked to interview him, he just kind of goes, I just wanted, I didn't want to stand out. I just wanted to be, I just wanted to blend Not in the crowd. Sure. And he's just like, so what did you do? I bought a wig and a handbag. It and he's just sort of like, suitcase. It wouldn't have surprised me if he even sat there and went, I even went to the lengths of duct taping my penis and balls between my legs or something like that. He like, probably did. It probably just got cut out of the documentary. They were like, oh, we don't want to talk about that. We don't want to talk about his lunchbox. I love oh, him. Oh, man. I think so, he's so um, cool. Yeah, are we he just doesn't care. Are we sticking to the title? No, no, sorry. We're uh, speaking about their relationship and whatnot, aren't we? So, Morris Black... Renowned as the grumpiest cunt on the fucking like street or the block or whatever you want to call it. Um, Robert Durst mentions that he would hang outside and smoke cigarettes as he wasn't, well, he weren't supposed to smoke in his room and obviously he wanted to abide by some rules to keep a low profile. And that Morris Black would keep sitting there and telling him to turn the porch light off because the light was connected to his electricity bill or something like that. And he yeah. said that was like the first communication um that they had had and that then the relationship got to a point where they would invite each other into each other's room but then it came to a point where i could be missing some things i'm not too sure when morris actually discovered who um robert durst or dorothy signer was after he used uh robert durst's uh computer to search on the internet who he was. And I don't can't quite remember how he discovered who he was or whether it was or not Robert Durst sat there and was like, look, I'm not a mute woman. I am, in fact, someone else. Is that how it unfolded? Or was there something that triggered Morris Black to sit there and be like, hold on a minute. You're not, you're not, I know that you're not a woman, but you're not even... Oh, I'm so excited to tell it. I'm so excited to talk about this. <laughs> Sorry, I could hear the whole time. I was just pissing. That's like, right. I was just like, I was going to scream through. So, from what I remember in the documentary and whether this is how I just took it, they were watching TV one night and they were just like, and this is like, because in my mind, I like to paint a picture of how this was. And I just imagine Morris Black was sat in like an old man's chair and he was sat, <laughs> I don't know why, Robert Durst was sat on a normal like dining chair wearing fishnet stockings and a leather skirt this is how I imagine it. And he had his legs crossed. And this is how he says it in the documentary. I think Morris Black calls him out on it. And he says, why Why do you do what you do? Like he asks him, I'm sure he says that in like episode yeah. three of the documentary. He says, 
why do you, you know, why are you doing like this? And then that's when their relationship apparently started getting like, and that's in the documentary where I thought that was where it was going to come out that he started having some sort of gay relationship with him. Right, but I it was didn't. anticipating that as well. Yeah, exactly. So that I think that's the point. I think Morris Black says something like, why do you do that? And he explains he just wants to not be who he is. It's either on the documentary or it's an interview or something I've seen. I think it's in the So I don't, yeah. but it's definitely a, yeah, it's definitely a thing where he just goes, we were just sat on the sofa one night and he says we were watching like, is it Jeopardy or something like that? He says, we were just doing what we do every, pretty much every night. And he just says, why do you do that? And the whole time I can just imagine his poor little heart like, oh, I thought I was doing a really good job of being a deaf, <laughs> mute woman. <laughs> Like, how do you fucking, like, how do you fuck that up? Like, unless you fu fully look like Hulk Hogan in a dress. And he doesn't, like, he looked like a skinny 60-year-old man. He's probably not 60 at the time, but... Oh. Yeah, and I think that that's how it, it... And then they just... But he continued... This is the way that the jinx is quite deceiving, I think, because it makes it seem like it was for a long time, but I don't think it was. He continued living his life as signer... And he would continue being signer whilst around Morris Black. Yeah. But Morris Black knew that he was not necessarily uh, Durst, but not Yeah, he didn't woman. know he was Robert Durst. He had no idea who yeah. he was. Uh, but, um, yeah, I think, and then that's how, like, the story goes that he, uh, Durst found Morris Black snooping around in his apartment. Yeah, that's it. And then he had a gun with him and he pulled the gun on Durst and then a fight broke out and he accidentally killed him. But in the documentary, in the documentary, doesn't he say something about Morris Black getting a really expensive bill and then putting it on a door and shooting it? Oh, that's it. No, yeah. No, he yeah, talks yeah, about yeah, like yeah, a utility bill notice. or an eviction notice. Yeah, yeah. it's like, and that's how he explains the other bullets. But then later he says that the other bullets are from a, a tuffle, doesn't he? He's like, yeah. oh, we were like fumbling around and then he shot through the door which went into the apartment thing, which again, I don't know why, it just, it feels genuine. But maybe I'm just a gull, I'm just gullible. I think, I think what you, what's happened here is that you believe Robert Durst, but Robert Durst has convinced himself because he's such a, like he's, he's got a mental oh. health problem. Yeah, yeah. And so for the you, list, sorry, you believe that- I missed a lot of that anyway, because my internet uh, shit. You believe <laughs> Robert Durst. <laughs> Robert Durst is so convinced himself, but also he's also got these two personalities, which come out clearly when yeah. the hot mic catches him that he's he talks to himself. He talks yeah. to himself a lot because it doesn't happen just once that hot mic thing. He mutters yeah. to himself. Yeah, he must yeah. do that a lot. I, I think that might be why Morris Black kind of how Morris Black kind of discovered what was going on because he probably had overheard a man but, talking. Yeah, and he. <laughs> Yeah. A man talking to a deaf mute woman. Yeah. Right. I, I think he's there. Just think, to himself. <laughs> yeah. I think Robert Durst talks to himself out loud. I think that yes. is the that is probably the main issue here is that Robert keeps getting caught because Robert keeps telling things people things. <laughs> so what keeps happened, telling people at this head. point, at this point that what we were uh, what we were discussing, um Robert Durst then comes home to his apartment and he finds Morris Black inside his apartment. And Morris Black is sitting down on a chair and is angry, very, very angry. 
and he's received an eviction notice that he blames Robert Durst for. And the account that Robert Durst has given is that Robert then calms him down, tells him to put the gun down, this, that, the other. Uh, they converse about, I don't know, this eviction notice or a few other things. Robert gets up to go and use the bathroom and then he hears a gunshot. He then comes back into the living room as to where um, Morris Black is stood pointing a gun and Robert asks him, what did you do? You, I heard a gunshot. What did, well, I put the gun down. What are you doing? And he said, I've shot the, and he says, I shot the eviction notice. And to which then Robert Durst is still saying, claiming that he's telling Morris Black to put the gun down to which then a tussle involves uh, where he tries to grab the gun and uh, wrestle Morris Black like out of the apartment because he allegedly feels threatened. They then fall to the floor, the gun goes off, and then it shoots Morris Black through the head. That's the story from Robert Durst as to how Morris Black has died. Now, so, of course. <laughs> got, yeah, of course, when you shoot somebody in the head, guys. By accident. By accident, you know, it's just a tussle. You then... Surgically. <laughs> <laughs> you ring the police is what you should have done. You yep. should have rang the police. Instead, well, you, <laughs> with surgical precision, you dismember a body, put it in big bags <laughs> and throw it in the water. That's it. Because you're involved in some very scrupulous fucking uh, past... Other murders. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Potential murders and disappearances of uh, one woman and the murder of another. You decide not to ring the police and instead you quite literally dismember this person's body, legs, arms and head and then dispose of the body in the local fucking... No, it was the sea, wasn't it? Yeah, it wasn't even a river. It was the fucking yeah. ocean. That so think, think about it, right? <laughs> there's, there's a couple of options here. If the... The other person who he killed, he didn't fucking do anything. He just left her there. If this is how, if he did, his wife, he did. You know, She's they haven't found a, they haven't found a body yet. So he's this is his technically his third killing, like that we know about. Why did he? How did he make it so obvious? Like what? What did he, he do? Because this is what I'm saying. Like, did he? Did he like put the his wife's body in a bin bag and then it floated to the top and he was like, "Do you know what I need to do? I need to chop her into smaller pieces." Did he chop it? You know, and now he's works this pattern out because if he has, he still fucks up. He still hasn't I, done it very well. I think I he was. Still, I, think I think he was in a rush. I think it's circumstance. The reason he's fucked up this uh, murder. Because the first one with Kathleen, it was secluded. The second one, he was inside somebody's apartment. He mm. didn't live there himself. So there was, there was maybe some planning that could occur and an escape route and a, maybe some form of... Well, he did, it in, he did it execution style, so it looked like a mob hit. Right, that was it. Well, That's yeah, exactly. Susan There's Berman. reasons yeah. behind it. Whereas with this one, it's fucking weird, the fact that he's posing as a woman... He's also living in, like, an apartment with another person. So there's a lot of fucking, like, mm. bollards in the way. Or, like, I think stopping... just, speed is the is what I think happened here. It's like, he goes, he did it, and then... It, but he went... He got caught. He went back and lived back at the apartment, didn't he? Because he got... The police found him and arrested him. Like, almost, like, within weeks. Well, I... I October I, the 3rd. Fleurice... But in... A, in, in Two days. Well, hold they on, found September him. though. Yeah, the thirtieth. 
Yeah, September. And October so the third, he was caught. Right. So before we get to that, anyway, we'll stick stick to the timeline because this mm. is a fucking fundamental like aspect of this whole entire story. So he's dismembered the body with uh, and. He, he didn't he claim that there was already a bone saw in the fucking apartment and he, <laughs> and and he, he left it in his car <laughs> right yeah he he had dismembered the body we missed another part he then cut oh, the body in fucking <laughs> half like with an axe did it over oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, and, and the, 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 he cut the, the head... arms the legs and the head's never been found yeah, yeah. Uh, so wrapped it in fact, newspaper and then put it in bin bags Oh, he did it. He did the old chip shop fucking. I was just about to say, maybe he was planning on eating it. Maybe that's to keep it fresh. <laughs> mm. A pound of eel, sir. <laughs> Some jelly deals on the side with that. Um, September 30th, oh. a fishing family in Galveston discovers a dismembered torso floating off the beach. Police investigate the bay and find additional severed body parts as well as the packaging for a bow saw and a newspaper with the address of the boarding house. <laughs> what a fucking error. I think that, that part, that part for me was like one of the most detailed, for, for anybody who's listening, who's obviously not going to watch it now because we've spoiled it. Um, the first episode is a, the guy who discovers the torso and he explains him going into the water and oh, the only God, way yeah. to grab the torso out oh. is by sticking his hand underneath the like this whatever is that the clavicle i don't yeah. know like, like yeah, the, i know the clavicle's here but he, he was with his and he son. couldn't get it out because it was because it was so slippy he's like the skin's slipping off it's like and he had to stick his hand down. in the throat <laughs> it's like listen just imagine he had to yeah stick his hand in the throat but with his thumb and fingers hold on to the top bones of like the collar like yeah. collarbone to hold it and pull the torso out. And he said when that the bags, had, the bags had already ripped as well. So yeah. it's like <laughs> that was explained. With his, I, don't, like, I think he, I don't his think like, teenage son was with him. His teenage son was yeah, there. I don't think I've and recoiled a, a description of fucking handling a body like that. That made I, me sit there and just be like, made my fucking fucking the inside of my fucking toes itch. Like it was again, like, though. Like I, I haven't had a bath in a long time, but I've had bad skin recently. Just for the listeners at home. <laughs> And I had to have an oil and bath the other day, and I haven't had a bath in about three years. I know, looking at me, I probably look like I had a bath in like ten years. But <laughs> he's had a I shower, would, though, people. He's had I've showers. had showers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would expect that those fucking parts that come out of those bags would have looked worse, and I looked worse coming out of that oil and bath. Like my fucking <laughs> fingers were all pruned, and uh, I think at it's, least it's, I mean it's I was bright water, red. That, that's why. It's the yeah, because that, that preserves it. Those those arms and well. And, no head. As well, yeah. and it was yeah, in there. It was, it was so only weird. in there for a matter of hours, if that. Oh really? Yeah, it was found pretty much like he threw it in there, and then they, they just stayed <laughs> like at the front. They didn't go anywhere, did they? Yeah, it's kind of just the waves just brought it back in. Yeah, I was like, listening to that and being like, "What are you that?" Yeah, I didn't. Dumb? I didn't catch on that. I yeah, thought it was, it was, it was like, like maybe a day or two. No, it was like the same day. <laughs> I think he just threw it in and. Then <laughs> Because I guess before he's thrown it into, he's thrown the body of Kathleen into a lake, and there's no tides really, so it's kind of like it's just nobody found fresh water. Whereas you throw it into the sea, and it's just going to get pushed back into that. Still gonna, yeah, you, you have to throw it quite far out for it to get washed out. Like if the tide. Also, as well, these are the things that I like to think about with Robert Durst. I am really, I do really like like this guy, the idea of this guy, even though he is a murderer. Now he's a murderer. Now 
in our timeline. But was he dressed as the deaf mute woman yes. while he was throwing those bags in the sea? Pretty sure. Pretty sure. He <laughs> like, yeah. did anyone go, fucking hell, that woman's got a throw on her. She's got an arm on her. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> <laughs> Is that an he, had to, he had to do it five times. And then, like, maybe the head. No one knows where the head is. Well, the, oh, Maybe it's like, fucking hell, my arm's knackered now. Oh, the head, like, I think the head had a bullet in it. That's why. It, oh, so yeah. it was heavier. Well, yeah. No! Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> he, got, he had the fucking evidence <laughs> so, in it. Yeah. Evidence, yeah. So he ate it and then spat out the bullet on the plate. He said so, spat it out on the, on the side platter. We're going back to the timeline. <laughs> October 3rd, police returned to the boarding house with a search warrant uh, after obviously searching through the trash uh, of the boarding house and discovering a receipt that obviously matched uh, what they found on the newspaper. Um, they, yes, they went back to the house with a search warrant and they find blood in uh, Morris Black's room as well as a trail of blood leading to the apartment of uh, Sina. Uh, a search of that apartment yields a bloody knife and a bloody pair of men's boots. After realising that the torso is blacks and the signer is Durst, they put a warrant out for Durst's arrest. They didn't um, know that Robert Durst was the, the Robert Durst at this point. No, they didn't. <laughs> Can you imagine being the copper and figuring out and just being like, how the fuck is this you? <laughs> like, it's you again. Wrong place, yeah. wrong time, Robert. Yeah, according to JJ. Agreed. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so he basically, yeah, so they get him in and they set his bail at like $250,000 thinking this guy is getting away with this. It, it, money gets wired to them within two, like 14 hours or something. I, I must wired. admit, yeah, I must admit That's that cool. part in the documentary, I was like, that is fucking swagger. And like, then, and the then guy he skips bail. <laughs> and, yeah, then and then the guy, the fact that the guy in, in the jail sits there and says, oh yeah, so we put his bail at $250,000. And then the next thing, like, he questions that, oh, if I pay this bail, I'm free to go. And the, the police officer says, well, yeah, but like, have you got $250,000? And he says, well, not on me. I was yeah. like, fucking nuts. Like, absolute Yes, swag. lad. Yeah. <laughs> absolute mad lad. Uh, and then uh, he just uh, makes a phone call to his current wife, the weird one that they had a very fucking weird wedding with. And yeah. this sounds like an odd wedding. How I didn't know she, anything about this. Well, I didn't no, know anything the about the wedding until now. So, right, yeah, because it wasn't in the documentary, really. She's that, in the documentary being yeah. questioned, but she seems so She's the like, power of attorney. She is, that is a marriage of convenience. Can you explain what that is? Exactly? So, that's a, so that means that... Obviously, Signs your Ed, rights over, doesn't it? Yeah, so he he needed someone that he could like a next of kin. So he right. needed someone that could like take care of shit outside because obviously he didn't have family. And I think he just had like they've been together since uh ninety-three, I think they've been and together. And she and she's a bit she was strange as far as if I'm you kidding. sign power of attorney, basically as well, if you are compass mentis, is that the word? You're you're technically, you know, if you're class is insane that means airship can come down because you're not in control okay. of your own thoughts okay so, because gotcha. okay, if, if if say for instance he discovered that he had a mental disorder which would deem him yeah, vocal, like yeah. yeah yeah something like that okay that yeah. basically passes it on to somebody who can yeah. control it so gotcha 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 um, but yeah she was very strange and she's the one that then wired his bail within 24 hours so obviously yeah. she's got connections like to his family and stuff like yeah. that. And, um, Which and, is a, and he still gets three million a year. 
uh, Alan, what from uh, the family? Yeah, he he get he's not no longer works for the family, but he gets an allowance from the Durst family. <laughs> a fucking of three allowance. million a year. So he's a, a three he's million like, dollar allowance. Yeah. Yeah. She's also Don't a very high. She's a very high profile law, lawyer. No, she's oh, she real estate. Is. Isn't she a real estate broker? I thought she was a lawyer, but... She sounds like she knows what she's... For. She knows... She, sorry, excuse me. She sounds like she... she oh, yeah, knows she is a real estate talk. broker. Yeah. So she, it yeah. sounds like she knows how to talk. Yeah. Like, in the interviews, in the documentary, she's very, very She questions everything. Land. Like, yes. before she goes... Like, she thinks before she speaks. She knows... That's like, what I'm she, saying, She yeah. does not say... She doesn't incriminate herself, like, at all through the whole thing. You can tell and her, it, like, tick it over, like... But to be like fair this... as well, like... Sorry, dude. No, 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 no. Go ahead, JJ. To be fair, like, she um, probably will have grown up with their family. Yeah. So they've pro- they're probably grown up with a similar background as well, knowing, you know, not saying that the, everybody in New York is privileged with that, but she probably is a, a real estate heir as well, or, you know, has grown up with that. Yeah. You know, I yeah. don't know much about her, but... It seems yeah. like he surrounds himself with people that he can benefit from like it's like for instance like kathleen just sounded like beautiful woman young yeah. in love what what not the second one uh Ber- berman well he's uh, mob ties yeah. very gonna gonna keep her nose to the ground very fucking smart knows how to talk knows when to talk and then this real estate girl just judging by the police investigation video when she's being questioned she's as fucking sharp as a knife yeah. like you, you can tell Every single answer is intricate, well thought of, and executed so perfectly. Yeah. He, At least um, in defense of him. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, he flees, obviously, after paying... Uh, doing <laughs> paying bail. Posting, <laughs> paying $300,000. Absolute Posting his Moorish Black. He rents a car uh, in Mobile, Alabama, uh, Alabama uh, and then just goes goes missing. Uh, <laughs> just, I'm gonna, I'm just he's gonna gone. Lose. He's gone for like I'm off. A, cu- a couple of weeks, I think, till they find him. Uh, so he poses uh, as he poses as just as Morris Black. Black. Yeah, he poses as Morris Black. He shaves his head uh, and everything, and his eyebrows. He also shaves his eyebrows. Yeah, up, which shaves I, his eyebrows, I, yeah. another great move. That's where he's, he's walking true. around the supermarket because he's just like nobody recognizes you with your eye without eyebrows. You yeah. look fucking weird. <laughs> and yeah. I love that. He's just like, but that's fucking that's... weird. <laughs> Um, and before we get onto that supermarket, uh, he, the ju- uh, that at uh, that point in November, a judge fi- has declared Kathy Durst legally dead. Uh, but the sixty grand Durst was in- meant to inherit is placed in escrow. Why he's still under investigation for a murder? What's escrow? Why is it? Why is he escrow fucking bothered like, about sixty bought- grand? Escrow's like holding account, like uh, where Until neither, case neither, is neither party can get it. It's the same with right. I think with. House purchases in the US as well go they go into escrow. So if you, right. you buy a house, both you, you put the money into escrow. Uh, between yourself and the estate agent, between it sits your, in the middle. Uh, and the, the the home buyer. So the Right, estate, gotcha. Like I understand. Man. It stays there while the contracts uh thing and once the contracts are transferred and they move in, it's it goes. Yeah. So escrow is basically like a holding account, like a legal holding account. Yeah. It goes so she's November, she's declared dead. Uh and he doesn't get his inheritance mm. oh, of 60 grand, <laughs> oh, which is not even which is like a grand. fraction of his bail money. Oh, What's that? Five, that's not even 5% of his allowance. <laughs> no. <it's not. laughs> uh, and then on November the 30th, Durst is finally rearrested uh, after getting caught shoplifting a sandwich, Dick. a $6 sandwich. Like, 
I, this is this is what this is what fucking boggled my. Yeah, it I makes you think paused. he wanted to get caught. I this is the part the in my mind where I changed my mind about yeah, it. Yeah, I paused the documentary and I sat there and I just put my I sat there and laid back in bed and I was just like, why the fuck would he do that? How smart he has been throughout this entire journey yeah. and how well collected he's been, he has been with it, yeah. the way he's been describing himself. He goes and pulls a funny one like that. And then in, in like the documentary... 500 quid in like, cash in his wallet. Yes. And I, I just... Boris Black's driver's license, two guns, and then $37,000 in cash And he, in the car. How he, sits, how he sits there in the documentary and he's just like, it was a stupid move on my part. Why did I care? And I was just like... He, what is this? Is this the attitude? Impulsive. That was a good. Yeah. That was a good impression. That was a good. Impression. A, that I impression was good. Yeah. He's, he's, he's very but, impulsive, isn't it? It's like almost like he's having an episode. Is what it feels like. Right. Yeah. That's almost what it felt like. It was almost just like it suddenly feels like that's that a moment that, of madness. That he behavior. That. Yeah. That yeah. behavior for the 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 the, set, the stealing of the sandwich is the behavior that probably. Makes him murder. Something sitting in the Those back of his head going, of like, I need to do, do something, I need attention, what's going on here? Yeah. This is but this is where I the Morris Black from Morris Black, this is where I change my mind on it. Like yeah, it just and this is why sense. the documentary didn't work very well in my favour. Because I all the way through I was just going, Oh, uh, 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 he's innocent. Yeah, I went the yeah. other way. I was just like every, and then it, you know. What can but, I say? I really like chicken sandwiches. Like, like you guys said, it's that element of excitement which something in your brain is lacking. Like there's some mental... Yeah. Something with like... It's so one of my friends who has... Uh, who's di disassociative uh, disorder. So she she blames it on like... on a PTSD moment. She says that that's what stems it. And this is why she can't, she can't set and commit to things. Because mm. there's always that thought there that something might crop up and disrupt it. Whereas in that, he he's obviously like that. That's what it sounds like. He's like, I've got all, this is why I was just like, there's all these things. And then he was just like, life is, it's like very much like what lockdown is now. People are just so bored and so like, uh, and then they just make a fucking snap, dis not murder, but like, I'm just going to do this. And you're like, fuck, I was like, telling like, you. Like, go back, go back to university and do a master's at the age of 30. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, mean, I was so shocked when you told me, I was like, why are you doing that? It's fucking yeah. stupid. I don't know. The, I'm the, best part doing you, the best part of university was being at university. It's like yeah. every, it's doing like the work everybody's sucks. Going, everybody's going through minor midlife crisis moments. Yeah. Almost. yeah. Lockdown. So yeah, the, yeah, yeah. like the other week, this isn't quite the same, but the other week I was just like, I like my motorbike, how it is. But then I was like, I've got these bars, I want to put them on. And I knew, I fucking knew by putting them on, I was going to just open an absolute wormhole of shit. I knew it. And of course, that fucking happened. But because I'm older now, I fucking learned how to deal with all those little bits in micromanagement bits. Right. If I'd have done that fucking 10 years ago, I'd have literally kicked my bike over and just set it on fire. Because I literally, that's how I was yeah. like 10 years ago. But now I was like, I'll break it down in small bits. Whereas yeah. in he's done it, he's the other way. He's got all this fucking madness. And because life has got so boring, he's just like, I'm just going to steal this sandwich. There's no it's like, struggle, is there? So fans no do it on tour, don't they? Like, they, you know, like, they, like uh, every time I die, do it. They do that pitting thing where they're just like, they've got money to buy fucking food, even though they probably didn't. But they're just like that, sticking fucking food on their armpits. 
But it's the excitement of stealing yeah. it that is the bit, I, I, you know. I'm going to admit it now. I can't go into Marks and Spencers without stealing. <laughs> what? I don't know I why. I thought you were going to say, I can't go into Marks and Spencers because I'm bad. I'm not going to say the, the Marks and Spencers, but me and uh, Dyer from Eat Dirt, we used to work together in London. Uh, and, it, and we would just go into Marks and Spencers at lunch and then see like what we could walk out with like, and, and then add up the value like outside see who won <laughs> but, but we always used to do self-checkout you know you'd self-checkout and scan a few things and then like the Anthony the Anthony, Anthony Warhol Thompson, Thompson thing but it got to a point where we wouldn't even go to the self-checkout anymore we just walk in just walk pick out. stuff up and then walk out again and it it got to a point where like it, we knew that eventually it was gonna, we were going to get caught and then we're like, but then they're just going to go and look through the tapes because they see us all the time and they'll go, oh, well, you guys have been doing this for <laughs> a year. Just so imagine we, if you'd have been doing it for stop. 15 years. Well, <laughs> if, if, if lockdown hadn't happened, you'd have been caught. We'd probably still be doing it. <laughs> it, it was it was it was it was like this one upmanship of it was like we worked bandits. but because we worked because we because <laughs> we worked together but we'd also done tours together as well it was just it was just that that boredom of like we're at work we're not like, on tour anymore we're not in, but we're at work so it's the same as being on tour but instead we do our work during the day and not in the evenings what can we do? Is, what can we do just to, to just the way that you you, you were talking about that, uh, about the going to self-checkout as if you were buying stuff or you were yeah. buying stuff and then stealing bits. The fucking waitress at King's Cross Station, you can literally just walk in there and just walk through the self-checkout. No one gives a shit. Yeah. Like, I did it by accident. I had some fucking uh, pop chips underneath my armpit and I genuinely had them under my armpit by accident. I picked up some cheese with the intention to buy it, this fucking cocoa vegan cheese, and then I was like, oh no, I've got some at home. Put it on the shelf. Walk straight out the shop. And then I was just like, went to pick my bag up. I was like, oh, what's that? Pack your pop chips. And my yeah, mum yeah. was like, keep them, keep them. And just fucking, we just got on train. If I've been with you, if I've been with you, okay, so that's about a pound, mate. I've got eight quid. Never stolen it anything beat in my me. life. Never See, stolen like, it's, it's It's so weird. Like, I don't, I, like, I've never, ever done it. But because of when we were on tour, like, we were poor. Like, we had no money. Yeah. A fiver a day. And that, and that, that would not last. You barely, barely get a subway for that. We, we, we had to buy beers like at some point. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah. had to. We had to. <laughs> then, you know, buy a Guinness. It's a roast dinner then, isn't it? It's a roast dinner. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but and also in London, it's more like, than five pounds. Hey, oh. we, it would be like, it would start with pepperamis. <laughs> <laughs> and it built, up, it did build, it built up to like... Don't tell me where you sell those. It, it, <laughs> it would build up and, and, and like... It, it, it just became it, it. It stopped being about the need to get some food for cheap, and it started being about the excitement of seeing how much you could nick. And it, it and I it kind of, I kind of, kind of see that the, the why, why he had these episodes of like, oh, it's like how am Ladies I, get, how am yeah. I going to get attention? How am I going to get some excitement? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Robert Durst Sympathy Podcast. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've been here from the get-go. I'm the number one fan. I mean, and as ben a, is slowly transitioning. As, as a white male, I totally <laughs> sympathise with him. 
I synthesize. A long right, let's get back to Durst anyway. Along with the fact that he had been shoplifting a fucking chicken sandwich or something like that, and Ben mentioning he had $500 cash on him, two guns in his car. He also had 37 grand in cash on his car. This is why I feel like he was on a bigger mission. I feel like, like he was on a bigger mission. Because got, I think the plan was to just to just disappear. Caught. No, to just disappear. You're not going to fucking do anything with 37 grand. It's 2001. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But no, um, I mean, mean, 37 grand and and a car. That's a year. That's a year's wages there for someone. Yeah, for somebody, not fucking Robert Durst. Yeah, but he'd not done this before. He'd done the vagabond thing for about a decade. He. He just traveled around America in between Kathleen going missing and Susan Berman's death. He'd yeah, done okay. this a few times. He'd done this thing where he just went. And I'll just take, I'll take that on board. I'll take what you're saying. I'm yeah. picking so, what you're putting down. So picking up in September, Durst goes on trial for the death of Morris Black. Two years later, two years yeah, later, two years later, he argues that he killed Black in self-defense. As we had mentioned earlier, uh, as I was saying, there was a tussle in the house and they had both fallen down and the gun had gone off and shot him, uh, shot Morris Black in the back of the head. Uh, but yeah, um, he argued that he killed Black in self-defense after the older man threatened him with a gun. Although he admits, I did dismember him. He also admits that his <laughs> marriage to Sheraton was, was a marriage right. of convenience to give her power of attorney. So you were which, correct, Ben. Yeah. Which also makes, I, in that admission, I don't know why he said, you know, I... He, I did so, dismember him. Like what? He, it it seems like the thing is the marriage was prior to this yeah. happening, but so he, it seemed he, like he knew he was heading for a, a breakdown. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you wouldn't be like, I did dismember him, but you know, I did sign my power of attorney across. So like, yeah. anyway, because obviously the next he, part is more substantial. Well, sorry, Ben, go ahead. So he he, but throughout the trial. His lawyers had kind of swung the jury onto their side can, by, yeah, can by we, just making can, them laugh. Just can being... we, yeah, can we talk about that? Because yeah. that has to be one of the most intriguing fucking court trials I think I have Because he's ever not a likable man. Seen. I know JJ likes him, but he's got... I he, fucking he, love him. And maybe it was he, the court case. He robs people up the wrong way. Like he's I don't not, think like, he does. I think he does. I think it depends. I think, like, I think, I think he knows how to manipulate people, but... He didn't have anything to do with that 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 jury liking him. It was that, all his lawyers telling the stories, tell, telling him what to say, how to treat it. They were like, tell yeah. them about buying the wig, make fun of like, tell them about yeah, what make he did. fun about the fact that you went. I agree with that handbag, yeah. and they originally tried to make him a sympathy icon with the sense of that there was a um, an attorney back in New York that was trying to open up the Kathleen Durst case uh, against him, and that was kind of. The reason that he was being, uh, that he was going to the lengths of buying a wig and buying a blouse and a handbag because of the fact that he wanted to get away from this and wanted a life of just like a completely new life anyway. And the fact he wanted that a lawyers, normal life, didn't he? That's yeah. what he what he said. I just wanted a normal life. But the, the the fact that the lawyers had the nuts to fucking run with that and chance on making the jury laugh at the, his own expense. Well, like that's that what they was, do. That's what they always do. This is the fucking marvelous to watch. It was marvelous. very. 
you look at the West Memphis, I always keep talking about this West Memphis free one, but you look at the way that they're manipulated. They were even telling them to talk about how not to talk about how you would use a knife in the kitchen. Like, they give him a knife and he's like, I don't want you to use this knife how you would use it in a kitchen. I want you to use it as you would be, you know, carving up some meat. And he was just right. like, well, what's the difference between carving an onion and carving meat? And he was like, you show me the difference and we'll discuss that. It's so weird because he's just talking about how the way he would cut an onion, yeah. but the way he would cut meat is different. Yeah. And this is in a right. different case, obviously, yeah. but, yeah, yeah, but it yeah. is, that's, how, that's their fucking job, isn't it? Yeah. Let's, their uh, prosecution and the defense are, their job is to either prove someone innocent or guilty and it doesn't matter how you do it. Or in the case of most defenses, it's to prove that they're either un incapable of standing trial or, you know, or they are incapable of do like, you know, they get the lesser case or get the lesser thing. So some defense lawyers have just got to get the bare minimum, like get it down yeah. from death to like life, you know, depending on the on the case and what they oh, can then get away you'll with. Have, you'll have to excuse me on that one. Sorry, my, my internet internet's all over again. the place. Yeah. And, and, and I think it's, it, I think it's um, incredible, uh, incredible the fact that they were so smart. And I think as well that, Robert Durst ain't an idiot anyway. And the fact that he had three attorneys that were very fucking smart to begin with as well. And he had the money to pay for these particular attorneys. And the fact that they were able to more focus on the sympathetic side of the convincing mm. the jury that what Robert Durst was going through in the dismemberment and the reason that he decided to dismember the body... Because he knew that he was, they were after him, didn't he? And, they, and he wouldn't get right. a fair trial, yeah. It was bonkers for the fact that they were trying to sit there and explain to the jury that look at what he had to do for self-defense and it swayed the jury it was so you did you did talk to me on this one right okay if if they fucking if they believed that he he was like insane like mm -hmm. not insane through the murder insane through mental health so like he's always he's always had mental health not he's always been insane wouldn't they just immediately, like, I know the answer in my head, but wouldn't they just be like, well, he's mental. So their, the, their job is that, like, that job that they've done is essentially a real gamble because they could have been like, let's try and get him off with the whole thing or let's mm. just try and get him a lesser sentence yeah. by saying that he's mental. Because I surely they must have brought up in that case, because this is the problem with the documentary. The documentary goes backwards. In this case, surely they should have brought up the fact that he's, his wife's gone missing, never found. They his best know, friend they? found dead with a shot, a hole in her head. They must have yeah. known because it was afterwards. I think Berman, they must have known that he was linked Berman, to that. The Berman murder, they were, he was never linked to at that Because, yeah, he was disproved as a suspect. I remember them yeah, early on mentioning that. The Berman, he, originally. he was completely denounced. The skeptic the skepticism around that must have been there though. But I don't think the, defense, the prosecution really pushed that. They're not allowed to use it. They're not allowed to use it unless it's um yeah, like they, full blown they evidence. Say, yeah, they can't but say allegedly the, or anything. Yeah. The jury, obviously, we, we know that the jury aren't meant to do any background research and blah blah blah. Obviously it's only two thousand and three or four, but I I'm not gonna lie, like I bet when some I mean one of you guys said that uh, one of your pals have been called for jury service. I never have done. No. But if I was doing a case and it was gritty as fuck like that, first thing I'd do, go on, go on the internet, see what's going on. 
I don't think they got the ability to. I don't think they they can do that. Especially what, back jurors? Then. No, back then they couldn't. Oh, back then. Right, okay. I, also, I, um, on, you know, Robert Durst, like, I don't know if you remember this from the documentary, but he became like best friends with one of the jurors. And to this day, that juror- like, Is that the bald, bald fella? Yeah. Yeah, I knew to it. This day, I thought that was fucking, I mean, what's his name, son? No. No, no, yeah, he's in there, but there's a juror where yeah, he at the end of the him. documentary, he was like, well, he just sounded innocent to me. Uh, and I remember seeing yeah. him being like, you fucking cocksucker. And it, I, it turned out that he was one of the the one people who said that he was innocent, right? Yeah, no. Yeah. And I, it, had to, I, it, had, it had to be like a... Unanimous, I must admit, yeah. unanimous. I must admit, if I was to take myself away and forget everything that I knew about Robert Durst before that court case had occurred, it would sound like, it would absolutely sound like this poor, frail old man has been put through fucking hell and it's came to a point where he's had to dismember a body. I would even sit there and be like, well, to be honest, if I was in that situation... I don't know what the fuck I would do. I that was the part. Possible. It was the part that turned me around. The dismemberment part is like, yeah, oh God, this makes me. This makes me sound so Christian. I'm not, <laughs> but it's just like that part. It, it, nothing gets that bad. You have to fucking cut a body up and put it in I black bin I bags, couldn't... transport it, knowing that it's in your car, yeah. and then throw it in a oh, fucking so river. During, <laughs> nothing during gets that. that bad. During the court case. He explained how he did it and that he used two saws and, and an axe and a parking knife. And he also talks about how he had to, one of the bones, right, he couldn't quite get through, so he had to stand on it. Oh, Doesn't yeah. he say that he had to snap yeah. the, the thigh bone or something like that? He's like, uh, and he talks about, and even the jury at the time, I'd just be like, looking at the dude, he's literally just like, hey, it was a bit tough. I just had to like, and he, he says I just had to snap it with my foot. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's just That's like... where my brain turned off with, with Robert Durst. Like, there is, again, the, the thing is, we, we've talked about this before. Like, I know we're sidetracking a little bit, but or I'm sidetracking. But we talked about, like, Macaulay Culkin on uh, Joe Rogan. So disassociated with yeah. reality. They're just like... Oh, I just had to stand on a fucking thigh bone to snap it off. So that says something about... Macaulay Culkin refers to his fucking girlfriend as the woman and the person who, you know, might eventually give him a child. Like, if, if any normal woman heard you speaking about, like, that to them, they'd be like, what the fuck, hang on a second. If I spoke about Same... if I labelled my wife as the woman, she'd be like, fucking excuse me? Hmm. Yeah. <sighs> fucking... Okay, then. Time and on. this is the thing with... Time yeah. Uh, so... He does. He goes to prison. Yeah, he, get, well, he, get, no, he gets first he's found not, not for guilty. murder, not guilty of murder, but to the lesser charges of tampering with evidence and it, skipping yeah. and, and skipping bond. Uh, he is given something like I think sentenced to five years in prison. Five years in prison. Credit, credit for time served. served, which would have been two years. So he would have done three. He did it a year, uh, but then he he had to stay near his home in New York. He was fair. he was caught going back to Morris Black's apartment and going to a mall uh, near the uh, Morris Black's apartment. Bear in mind that's in Galveston, Texas, and he was meant to stay in New York, right? So that mall that he was found in in Galveston, Texas, the judge that gave him the, those those terms of his parole 
caught him and he, he went back to prison for another yeah. year, I think. Two years back in you prison. You are paroled from going fucking like 5,000 oh, no. he had to go, 3, he had to do, miles away. He had, to go, he had to go and do four months in jail. Fucking nutcase, dude. Yeah. So, I can't, then, wait to, can't wait to read this next one. Go on. Go on. I'll let you do it. Go, go on. Go on, JJ. Um, oh, do I? No, I feel like I've taken it away from you. No, yeah. do it. Durst receives a $65 million settlement from his family. <laughs> oh, so is, 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 is that his family just going, look, man, we don't Fuck want off. anything to do with you anymore. No. His $65 million. That's it. That's which is totally probably it. like 1% of his net love is like... Of his dynasty. We, to we told like, you not to get a flight to Texas and you fucking did uh, it. Yeah. Right, there you go, piss he off. Do you know, he sued them for that money as well. You can buy parole, like, what, 24,000 times? <laughs> well, 20, no, maybe not 24,000 times. 24, 240, 100. <laughs> you can buy parole that many times. It's fucking absurd. Yeah. It's that number times four, whatever that number is. It's madness, isn't it? So he's found not guilty. He does five prison. And gets, then he gets his 65 million settlement. Uh, yeah, so he then gets, uh, on March the 1st, after his uh, 65 million payout, he's probably oh, sitting, there, he's sitting in prison going, when I get out of here, I've got $65 million. He's not, though. So, he's not, though. Our, our boy Robert, my boy Robert's not like that. And then the, so he's he lawyers, don't give a shit about money. So he's got another influx of cash, and therefore his, his lawyers can then file a petition arguing that parole restrictions were too obtrusive. Bear in mind, he only had to stay in New York, He and he flew yeah. to Galveston, Texas. Don't he, get on a plane to Texas and twat. Stop his, it. Don't his lawyers it. managed to fight the... The fight the case and he gets sent out. He gets out of prison on saying that the parole parameters were too obtrusive. So instead of flying to Texas, so he flew to Texas when I he was told to stay in New York. Texas. What's wrong with that? That's really yes. Good, That's such a good person. It's really good. Uh, he gets released from prison uh, and then What's wrong with that? All good things. Just uh, black eyes. Nothing there. <laughs> All Good Fins is released uh, in 2010, which is Andrew Jarecki's uh, film. Uh, <laughs> Maybe that was his life goal. Like, it, to be fair, is that not most men's life goal? Have a fucking docudrama where you, yeah. the main character, is played by Ryan fucking Gosling. Right. And like, it's come even on, people. Gosling, isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Listeners of the podcast. I mean, I'm going for Jason watches, Momoa, but. <laughs> watches the podcast. Yes. Listeners of the podcast. Please pause, or if you're on your phone and you're listening to the podcast, just open up your internet browser and search Ryan Gosling and go, that's Ryan Gosling. And you know, everyone knows who Ryan Gosling is, but yeah. just look at Ryan Gosling. Don't, don't, don't just think about Ryan Gosling. Look at Ryan Gosling. In open up a new tab in your browser and search Robert Durst. And look at the similarities. <laughs> even, even that period of time where he's playing, Ryan Gosling's playing him, Robert Durst has got that like weird Bill Gates cut where he looks oh. like the fucking mushroom from Mario Brothers. Yeah, so he's got like this little. There like, is. Is that Robert it, Durst? It, it, Go on. It, it, it's just if you were to pick any actor to play Robert Durst, Ryan Gosling is the last person I'd pick. Well, Al Pacino. Timothy, Timothy Spall. Timothy Spall. Oh I no! Don't give him Timothy Spall, you cunt. 
That's well out. Have you, have you seen Jimmy Jimmy balls? Have you seen his fucking fingernail? Yeah. Massive. Loves Charlie, mate. Loves Charlie. Yeah. But he, you think he'd cut it off for films? No. JJ would have Jason Momoa pose as him. Like, that's fine. You, you're, you're going on about... Look at Robert Durst getting Ryan Gosling. I'd get fucking Ian Watkins playing him. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's not actually. Yeah, exactly, though, yeah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> and he's also about 50 stern now as well. Oh, is he? Oh, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I'd like... Yeah. You know what? I'd actually quite like to see what he looks like now. I'll like send you a picture. <laughs> not that he's been got... sending them to me. No, I don't know. What? Yeah. Is there, like, up-to-date pictures of him now, then? There's, uh, there was one from like two years ago. Are you kidding? I've Where? Seen no. It. No, you got to send me that. You got to send me that. Right. Uh, yeah. He's, sorry. He's while, a beast. Uh, while uh, JJ's looking for that. So uh, yeah. So yeah. Um, I lost. Who would who would play you, Dean? It wouldn't be Ian Watkins. Who would play you in it? Well, film? it was only because... has to be an actor. Has to be an actor. I know, but it was only because people mentioned that I looked like you Watkins do look when a bit I was like younger. Him. But. Um, I don't really fucking. Uh, I keep getting. I've always been told that it, when if I shave my hair, right? Have you ever seen? You obviously seen RoboCop, haven't you? Yeah. You oh, know, Peter, Peter Weller. Peter Weller. There you go. I reckon. No. A younger, a younger, no. Only. Only. Much better because, looking than Peter Weller. No, 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 no. But it's only because Peter Weller's cranium is the same shape as mine. Oh, like okay. if I go bored, I would look like RoboCop without his helmet on. Honestly, I'm really? fine with that. I've made peace with that. Okay. <laughs> and, You've got loads of metal at the back and like but eight, eight, Yeah, 80s Peter Weller, man, in Robocop. I think he's fucking badass, so I wouldn't. I'd say Justin Gordon-Levitt with Joseph a beard. Gordon-Levitt, yeah. Ooh, Ooh yes. Yeah. I love Gordon-Levitt. It's the eyes, I think. It's the nice In the eyes. Not Another Conspiracy podcast, it would be Jason Momoa playing JJ. Yep. Jason, Joseph Gordon-Levitt Gordon playing Dean and then... I don't know. Who would play you, though? Oh, hold on. I've got... Uh, I was it. Russell Crowe. Bradley Cooper. <laughs> Bradley Cooper. Oh, it's Bradley Cooper all yeah, day long, Cooper. isn't it? Yeah. It's Bradley Zach Galifianakis, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's yeah, in yeah, reality. That's what I would be. Jack, yeah, in, in reality, you'd get It's not fucking Jason Momoa, is it? Let's be honest. <laughs> I want to see like fan art in the Discord <laughs> of the Not Another Conspiracy Podcast movie poster. Yeah, anyone who wants to do that. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Jason Momoa and Bradley, and Bradley Cooper. Cooper escapades. Or Zach Galifianakis, whichever one. Or Zach Galifianakis. Or are you guys in the Discord or on the. Actually, you leave, a com leave a comment below. Leave a comment below. Leave a comment below. Don't forget to drop a like. Yeah, by the uh, way, yeah, please send me that picture of Ian Watkins. I'm yeah, trying to find it. Put, it put in the signal for us. Uh, so, yeah, the, so the, yeah, the film's come out. Uh, against the advice of his lawyer, he can't. <laughs> so the, the person that loved this film the most was Robert Durst. <laughs> no, of course it fucking <laughs> he was. He loved this film because he's a fucking lunatic. He uh, doesn't want a movie made about him. I do. He he said parts made him cry. That was good. Against the advice of his lawyer, <laughs> against the advice of his lawyer, he contacts Jarecki to offer a lengthy sit-down interview, which will eventually become HBO's The Jinx, which is the it's main... Our main part of research on this. Our main source. But it's funny, at this that. point, his lawyer must be like, what's the fucking point in telling him not to do anything? The one yeah. ball buster is, don't go to New York. Like, no, go Durst, to don't, Robert, New York. Do not. Uh, what are you? I'm at the airport. I'm going to Texas. No, don't get on that you plane. You have to stay they in got, New York or you go back you to prison. To stay, get off the plane. But they've got free peanuts. I love free peanuts. No, get off the. I'm in Texas. <laughs> Fuck! 
Like, do you know what I mean? Like, at this point, they probably just like, whatever. Ryan Gosling, fucking... Why? Yeah, I don't just don't... Please anymore. don't do the interview, they, just don't uh, do Robert. It. Robert, you're going to... Yeah. you probably going to incriminate yourself. You're a bit mental. Yep. Guess uh, what? I'm doing the interview. <laughs> so, uh, late 2010, Dirtis interviewed on camera for the jinx and denies any culpability in the deaths of Catherine Durst and Susan Berman. Sometime after the first interview, Jarecki discovers an envelope to addressed to Berman from Durst, Whoa. which matches oh. the handwriting of the cadaver letter and includes the same misspelling of Beverly Hills. It's fucking him. Right, just to quickly wrap up. fucking did viewers, it. Viewers and listeners, the cadaver letter is the letter that Beverly Hills police received after um, it was sent, uh, Samantha it was sent before Susan. It was, it was sent a day before she was discovered. Yes, a day before Susan Bowen was discovered. And arrived the day after. <clears throat> and it was a simple letter that was in block capitals, labelled uh, Beverly Hills Police on the envelope. When you opened it up, it contained the address and the words cadaver. Um, this, to me, is the fucking smoking gun. Yeah. Uh, and the climax of Damn. the... Hey, Sorry? I'm writing not me, no, and car. Ooh, that, ooh, ooh. That's JJ. <laughs> is that JJ impression? Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. No wonder he got up and walked away. But uh, yes, so he's interviewed on camera and denies any culpability. Jarecki interviews uh, Durst a second time and confronts him about the newfound envelope. This was the envelope that Susan Burnham's uh, kind of like adopted stepson, who was very, very close um, to Susan yeah. uh, had in possession of him and it was a letter from Robert Durst where the, the fucking handwriting is... It's, and the spelling insane. mistakes are the same. It's the same. The spelling mistakes are the same. The way the N is written on countless occasions yeah, they, is the, exactly the same as the cadaver letter. They do like exactly. this full like, report. All of the letters ever written, anything ever written by Robert Durst, they find it. They get all these reports and they shut up. They get, so JJ is wagging his They get all the they get all the court they get loads and letters, forms he's filled in. They get stuff from uh, like Dr the, drivers, uh, uh, rental car places, anything they can find, anything they can get over under the was it the uh, public uh, the right of information act or whatever it is. Yep, they everything get it. Robert does and they scan down. it in and they they line it all up. Everything. alphabetically every single oh letter, my every god it's the it's the font it's like he writes in a font jj stop you're fucking wrong on this one now I'm i want staggered. to i want to hear jj no i don't want to hear it because i'm not i'm not denying i'm not denying that that letter is his i'm not denying it <laughs> yeah now you're not <laughs> but it's there is uh absurd, there's a, like a seven day window where he went to uh california he could have well written that letter. Like, no denying it. Like you guys said, it's undeniable that he wrote the letter. Right. Well, it's, I'm not it's sure undeniable. I'm, it's, I'm not it's sure he un- killed the person. Are you, are you saying that he went to see her, saw the body, then went back to the, New York, saw the body, went, oh no, she's dead. They're going to blame me. Went back imagine, to New York, posted imagine, the letter. Imagine, imagine. That's oh. what I'm saying. Just imagine. Like, you know, imagine we, we have this thing like in where they say, oh, you can't, so I'm not sure if it's the same in England. Does it have to be unanimous decision for jury or not? I don't think I it think does, does it? It has to be majority. Like oh, yeah, I, think it, I, yeah. I think it depends from case to case. I think the judge decides whether it's unanimous it's, or where it has to be unanimous or majority. Yeah. And they decide that before the case, don't they? Yeah. They don't decide it like exactly. So they, they, they work out how much evidence is in front of them. I don't think that he, he would have got away with so much stuff 
if they had that much evidence on him, whether he did it or not. He never stood trial for this murder, right? No, exactly. But this is what I'm saying. Like, the... The evidence for the later cases, somebody must... They, the, the judges must know something prior. They don't just... Like, judges don't just go into cases like, oh, yeah, let, let's just take this one on its merit. They have to do their research. That's why they're fucking paid so well. Like... They do pre-trials, don't they? And they... And yeah. defense picks the jury in America. I don't know if that's the case here. Like they have jury selection process, which is part of the court. court defense picks the jury in the case that the uh, the defendant, uh, sorry, the victim doesn't have anybody to call. So yeah. if it if it's one person versus one person, it's a it's a mixed jury. But if it's this essentially the state versus yeah. the person, it, the defense. Yeah, it's a picks jury it. of your peers, isn't it? So they pick yeah. what they think is yeah. Uh, yeah. with, regards to, with regards Richard Kenn is letter, fucking stupid <laughs> with regards to the letter still uh, the, again that's the smoking gun of this whole entire thing for me one thing that I think resonated or at least hit very hard in the documentary was out of nowhere and I didn't even expect Jarecki to pull this when he sits there and puts both of the uh, images together and says so which one of these did you write? I thought that was fucking smart as fuck. You and see I was them like, building you... up to that, don't they? And like, yes. They, yeah. they don't say what he's going to say, but they're like, they're, I love that bit where they're going like, so how are we going to approach this? Because like, it's really And it's smart. simple. Yeah. It's, like, it's simple. We... It's like, go, do I just go at him and go, look, you wrote this letter. You wrote or this. Do I, do I wait, make him, him do it? Feed it into him and let him make the, well, let him give the answer. Because when he sat there and was just like, so what one did you write so nonchalantly as if to sit there and be like, well, if you allegedly you'd know, write yeah. it in your sentence, you should know. Which one did you write? And the fact that he sits there and goes, yeah. no idea. Like that, I was just like, no. The other thing that fucking got me is where Robert Durst knew the moment where he was about to be bamboozled with the letters, you notice that he leant back and his mannerism, yeah, he's blinking yeah. and his mannerisms completely changed because he it's, knew he had been fucking It's that same, that same thing you get when, <laughs> you, <laughs> it's the same feeling you get, you know, when you're about to get in trouble and you know, yeah, I like, know that sinking feeling like, your oh, sweat glands oh, open up and you're like, oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh, and it, because you see, it'd be, like, like, it'd be like a security guard at Marks and Spencer's coming up to me. It's <laughs> <laughs> Because you where have you got the pepper him? armies, lad? Show us where you've got the pepper armies. But see that we know right, you're Max Where's your receipt? Armies, these days. Where's the sweet chili? You... Where's the receipt for those sweet chili prawns you've got there? That's <laughs> it. I knew you were going to say that. Fucking beautiful. Because they're fucking delicious. Fucking years. <laughs> but you knew as well. You notice his mannerisms and his body language throughout the entire documentary. He sits there, very cool, calm, collected, very sort of drawn out and bored almost, of just repeating himself. But when yeah. it comes to the fact of him having to compare these letters and this handwriting, yeah. it's very animated. Leans but back, bit... moves his head more, starts blinking a little more. And he can only come out honestly if I yeah. just use one word answer, no, well, uh, two words, no idea. He can't go anywhere. Because if he sits there and tries to guess, he could fuck himself up royally. Yeah. And then it leads to what really well, fucking puts him. And before we do that, we'll, we'll oh, talk okay. about earlier in the, I think the episode before, there's the first interview that he does with uh, with Jarecki. And I thought he, this was going to be a link to the uh, not another conspiracy podcast. Socks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> when are they coming out? 
No, I'm well, I'm, I'm speaking. I'm speaking with Steph at the moment. So maybe. I, but if you want to buy some socks, an AC OG socks. Uh, OG socks. I've Sorry, Ben. Socks. I've actually worn mine now, so I walked for. Uh, so I'm yeah, wearing uh, a different brand of socks now. Oh, oh nearly scum. fell over. Subhuman you can scum. get 20% discount at ogsocks.co.uk. Okay. Mm -hmm. OG so if you use the code NAC, get 20% discount. Oh, Comfy yeah. socks, not just saying it, they are fucking comfortable. They are Stupid great socks. Um, so uh, in the, I think episode five, he, he has the first interview with Jarecki and Jarecki goes out, oh, should we take a break now? And just stays in his chair and I think someone gives him water and he just says something, he goes, he goes, Why'd you have to go and say that for? Why'd you? He says I didn't. I, I didn't knowingly. In no, he yeah, says he I, did, I did not know. Yeah, I didn't practicing, know. Didn't he? Yeah, I didn't knowingly. I didn't. I didn't knowingly presume profoundly lie. No, I was lying or yeah, something like that. It's as if he's is, is that when the cameras are still on him? Yeah, and he's got yes, all the light, and he's just he's he's actually rocking. He's not. Okay. You see him, and, and he's just like, and I didn't know, like, and he's rehearsing it. Like, yeah, it's so I didn't weird. Knowingly, and he, but, profusely, and, unwittingly lie or something. Yeah, and like then that. his lawyer comes up to him and goes, yeah, "They got that on camera, you're yeah, still, dickhead. Your mic's on. Hot. Your mic's still, <laughs> you're still, your mic's still on. Like, just let you know." And he whispers oh. it, almost just whispers, because just let you know your mic's still. But he doesn't. He doesn't do anything about it, does he? It, because you, you can tell he's got that. He's so used to lying and not and getting away with it. Okay, he's well, like he again. knows to get away with it is to not react. That yes. and that's throughout the thing. It's like if you don't react, you don't. No one knows what's happening. No comment is a good thing. It's exactly like, the same. The same approach he had with when they sat there and said, "So what? What writing's your one? No idea. No idea. Best answer." Yeah, uh, well, he, he's, he's, <laughs> I love him. So we jump, we jump back guy. to that second Jarecki interview, and yes, the he, second he's, one. He's, and they pretty much stop the interview there, don't they? They go, yes. okay, and they go, okay, well, thank you, and he goes, mm, thank you, yeah, great, and they shake hands and stuff, and he walks. Do you want out a sandwich? The, do you want yeah, a sandwich, Robert? There's some sandwiches, yeah, Robert. Sandwich you you can tell, like the 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 runner there. Pampering. It, no, it kind of feels bad, like. You've just oh, dropped a bum oh, You've dropped a bombshell on an old man, and he's kind of like, "Oh fuck, like, fuck what do that. I say here?" Because it was good though. That yeah. was the smoking gum. <laughs> and they were like, perfect. "Bang!" Because you do know, in at this point, the next day, like, I'll, 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 actually, I'll wait. Something happens the next day that had been leading up to this. The, the next day after that episode airs, so right, this oh, has okay. happened. Right, so the day before that, the day before that episode airs. He gets arrested. Right, hold on. But as he's We've... walking out of that interview, yeah. he goes in to use the toilet and he starts sitting there and saying, he oh says, my God, they know. Oh, sorry, go on. You've he got the says, there. There and also, is. hang on, before, be just before that, just before that, Ooh. we've missed out that whole section where he starts like creeping up on his, his brother's Porch. Oh yeah, yeah. He just starts like, but we can oh. come back onto that. Yeah, let's come back on this. This is, this is that, where he, yeah. Because he goes to trial for that after the after the after this interview, so because um, he's a fucking lunatic, basically he he's in he's in court all the time. Case. He's in court all the time. He is right. He says he goes to bear in mind he doesn't know that his mic's still on, and obviously they're not going to stop recording. Like most films, Chris, when the interview's over, you just they stop recording. You, you just turn it turn it off. Everything's done. And they start packing down. They knew. Something no, 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 that is, I, no, that isn't no true. No way I don't, would I don't you believe, turn right, no, so when we, and he did, he, they knew he still had his mic on, 
But they because pretended. The hot mic I don't think ready. they did. I don't think they did know that it was on. I think that that was a, a rash quit because when we like when we filmed the TV show, they said to us in the beginning on the first day they said just be wary of what you say when you're not filming when the camera is not on you because your microphone is always on so yeah, we are we always have a microphone on because that's because they're filming other things like i agree with no 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 no, no we we all had individual microphones on yeah no I, but everyone's got a lav mic on i understand that but the reason your mic was always on is because they were filming other parts of the show when you weren't on camera but if, Robert, if, they he, was, if they were actually filming some people like at the other end of the thing to me and I was like, that fucking cunt, what a bitch. That would have exactly been the same as Robert Durst. Like, but he saying. wasn't filming a TV show that was continuing to film after he left. He was and the subject of the interview. They turned the lights off and they- I thought he was just going for a piss. No, they, he was. No, I thought it was the end of the interview. No, he was, was just going for a piss. That he walked into the bathroom to take a piss, and that's when he starts. Yeah, no, but the the interview had ended. It wasn't. Oh yeah, restart. yeah, yeah. The, so I'm in agreement with Ben. In if I was on that production team, it would have been the best interest to sit there and be like, tell the runner, tell everyone to leave the fucking mic on it until he. Until I he agree, but I from I don't believe that because they knew that he was going to do that. No, but no, no, no but, but they, he hot mic'd once already. So there's yeah. a risk of him doing it again. Yeah, okay, I, I, I agree with that. I'm just saying I don't think I don't think it was a matter of they forgot to do it. No, no, that's what I mean. It's like, or purposely left it on. Oh, they no, I, just, it, I feel it was just it a, on. There's ah. no way you would finish because they would have started packing down. Exactly. Yeah. They would have started exactly. going, right, well, that's the interview done. We're talking about multi-million pound production companies. We aren't like, you know, they, they, they'd have just been like, yeah, just go for a piss. I don't uh, think All right. Do so we have the having worked on yeah, I've got it. I was going to read it. Oh, but sorry, like, sorry. As soon as someone raps, everyone wants to go home. Yeah. So they would have started packing down. For the but you've also got to go back onto the fact that they've been trying to get that interview for so fucking long. Like, right. there's a part in the documentary as well. Yeah, there's it's irrelevant to what we're talking about, but they're, they're constantly... I think they're contacting him for, like, nearly two years. Yeah, it They're was just, like... Years, yeah. They're ringing him up constantly, constantly. Like... They're not in a fucking massive rush. Like the guy at, at the end of the episode, he tries to make out that he's like, I've got loads of other production things on. He probably hasn't. I genuinely think that that was an accident. I don't believe that they meant to leave. I, I think they knew that he'd he'd hot mic before. And, and they'd do it again. They're like, just just leave it, just leave the audio running. Don't worry about it. The camera, the camera goes off. Like the camera is turned off, but the mic stays on. What did he so, say? So they were like, go, they, I, I genuinely think they went, just just don't stop recording until we take that, don't, until we take that mic back. We're not going to take the mic back straight away because normally you get up for an interview and you'd hand the mic back. Yep. That is- But like, not if you were desperate for a piss. No, no, exactly. But they've, they've, they've not sought out that microphone. If they've gone, have a sandwich, it's time to go. Like the interview's over. Normally they- He go, only went for a piss size. Like The sound guy would have come over and grabbed them, take them, thank you, taking the mic back and it would have been over. But instead they let him go to the toilet. <laughs> and I, I, I just while he was in the toilet, he said this. Where is it? Oh, scrolled up. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> also, while Ben's looking for that, I can't find that picture for you, but I will, I will describe it. It was it was he was just a fat version of himself. Oh really? He looked like a yeah. fat pedo. <laughs> yeah, he's a fat pedo with like a bit of black hair but lots of grey hair. There it is. You caught. What the hell did I do? 
Killed them all, of course. Where, where is it? Where is it? I want to read it. I want to. That read sounds it. like a paranoid brain to me, though. That doesn't sound no, like sounds schizophrenia. Like a, that sounds like sounds... paranoia. Sounds like paranoia. What, sounds what, like someone talking to you. Reading that one from. Uh, of course, of right? course but you have. Though just oh. microphone is on. They don't listen to that audio for two years. What? So exactly. No one heard so that it wasn't. So it wasn't purposely done. That's what I was saying. No, I'd say they didn't listen. Done. I said nah, it wasn't. I, it I'd wasn't, say, it wasn't purposely that, done. I think. I reckon do. they fought. They caught it on a bit of B-roll. That's it. They literally were just like. If, if it was perfectly done, they, the first thing you would do is you would listen to what that person said when they weren't on the mic. That's if it was purposely done. That's why, th that's maybe why I thought that because of that documentary. It's, it's if you knew that someone was going to admit to something, you would look at it straight away. You wouldn't it's, wait. Excellent. I, 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 think, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I'm still not saying he's well, innocent. Jarecki <laughs> even mentions that he formed some kind of almost bias with him because he liked yeah. the guy. Yeah, yeah. I think he. Would, I think Jarecki was was shocked to find out it was him who did Berman. Yeah. Yeah. I think Jarecki was fucking bummed out because of all the fucking the relationship they had built up in that last two years was so difficult to get a fucking conversation with him because they in the, in that time. From the interview one to interview two, there was it was two years, but in that time, he'd also found out that he'd killed Susan Berman, <laughs> like, and, but he did. But then Jarecki had already had start, only started sharing his results of his investigation with the police in 2013. You see, this is where I I am off this because I don't know don't know anything about Susan Berman and I don't know any admission afterwards. So th this is where my investigations have gone. Yeah. So no they further. Didn't, they did. They did. Just the end of episode discover. six. That's where my investigation. They went. didn't discover that the guys from the Jinx didn't discover the monologue until June the twelfth, two thousand and fourteen. Imagine that. Imagine being like, oh. oh, so there isn't. There hasn't actually been an admission that he did kill Susan Berman. Apart from the hot mic. Uh, no, I think no, not yet. But he's going to court. He's he's he's. Court date's been put back and back and back and back. So he'll die before he goes to court. There must be so much evidence. If there is, if he did do it, yeah. it must be so much evidence pointing towards... He did, yeah. So um, so on March the 10th, 2015, after the fifth episode is um, aired, so this is when the basically all the evidence has been turned over to the police. The documentary's out. Probably lots more people are coming forward about Robert Durst in the, in that after seeing the documentary. People sure, going, yeah. Oh shit, that's fucking that guy that we, we didn't know his name. He just came into our town and did something weird. Like yeah, he's yeah. he was what? wearing a wig and he didn't speak yeah. in words. He spoke that's in that hand deaf symbols. Woman. That's that <laughs> deaf woman. Diane uh, Sina. A judge on the on so on March the tenth, two thousand, a judge signs a warrant for the arrest of Robert Durst in the case of Susan Berman. And then a day, a day, a day before the Jinx finale on HBO. This must have been so good for the press team yeah. working on this. The fact that the day it's before HBO, the finale, yeah, I guess they must have. They, pro they yeah. probably made it all up. To be fair, let's be yeah. honest. They, Robert Durst probably doesn't even exist. He, the, the day before, the FBI arrested Durst in New Orleans. Moments before, he's about to board a fucking boat to Cuba. Oh, mate, that's, With, the, that's the last escape. A, la a latex mask that he'd been wearing because he's... A latex mask, like, to change his features. <laughs> a gun, 40, and $40,000, and he's about to get on a boat to Cuba. He would have been gone. 
Do you know what I, I really love about him? Like, he's... He's doing all the cliche shit. Have you ever played GTA this for the first enough. time when people have been playing it for years? You know, like people are always like, fucking GTA is fucking amazing, and you get on it for the first time, and you're like, yeah, I'm going to go fucking gung-ho, and you're walking around with... <laughs> Twenty fucking thousand dollars and a gun, like a pistol, and people just come up to you with an AK and just be like, and take your money and gone. Um, this is what I love about Robert Dirt. He's just so like fucking. I'm going to Cuba. I got forty thousand dollars and a gun and a Halloween. What are you gonna do in Cuba with that? Everyone's got a fucking gun. Yeah. Everyone sells cocaine. They've probably got more than twenty fucking thousand dollars stuffed under their fucking pillow. I'll what a guy. Well, that in November 2014, just quickly going back, after re-examining the cadaver letter, the LAPD con- concludes that Durst was the author. Like, no, no, no. After you watched the HBO documentary, you sat there and went, uh, I think we fucked up, boys. <laughs> Free <laughs> evidence, in it. Mm. Yeah, exactly. They did all the hard work. There, a lot of the... They were saying... Well, on the... Again, we'll have to do this at a later date. We have to go back onto conspiracy, but the West Memphis stuff... The there was like eight years between each each one, and they were saying that the, there was so much corruption because of the first documentary that it basically made those guys look guilty <laughs> from the from the reflection of other people watching it. Jesus. So all the people in the south were all just like, "Oh, fucking dirty devil worshiping hippies." We're all just like, "Yeah, they did it." But then all the like the good guys like Johnny Depp and fucking. Eddie Vedder are all just like, no, they didn't do it, man. They just love death metal, man. <laughs> and it, again, it's a, it, it's, uh, I guess it's life imitating art, imitating life kind of yeah. vibe. But weird. Yeah, so I he, still he, like the guy. Yeah. <laughs> He's, uh, he could get the death penalty, but I don't think he'll, he'll, he'll make it to, to court. He's still waiting to happen. Uh, th- but there's also some other murders that have been linked to Durst. These, this is where Vermont? I know nothing. Yes, yeah, yeah, so I know there's uh, Vermont, Vermont police begin investigating a possible link between Durst and a college student who went missing in 1971. The last time she was seen alive was in his health store. And then... <laughs> and, right, and How ironic is that? And she uh, normally... And she would normally get the bus from the bus stop outside of the health store. And she never got the bus home. I went to the health store. Like fucking, and I lost my yeah. health. <laughs> Ate some raisins and died. Yeah, he's 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 got so many court cases. California like, raisins. Did you, you used to watch that? Yeah, he's yeah. According to Robert, he he yeah he was just he he's done. So like, just he's, that he's one. No, uh, and then uh, in Dean, stop talking about him like that. Sorry. In 1997, the disappearance of two teenage girls in Northern California. According to Rob report, Durst would frequently stay at a homeless shelter where one of the missing teens volunteered. So, like, he was just like he was either he in, himself. I think he he could be. I reckon he's done more. I reckon eventually they'll find like loads of killings that he's done. Yeah, I reckon ten at least. I think the if if we're talking about his his time scale in life, if we're talking about how many times he's done stuff versus how many times he's admitting it. Yeah. Something tells me that even if he does go to prison, he's not get. Is once in every like eight years he's going to have like a mental lapse and admit something. He's not. <laughs> surely he must be like fucking eighty years old now or some shit. He's really he was old. born in nineteen forty-three, yeah, I think. Surely at this point he must be like oh, seventy-seven years. I'm not going anywhere. 
like yeah but i think he's got that personality where he just won't admit to it he's got that personality where it's it's never his fault it's never his fault yeah yeah um it's it's always someone else's fault even with morris black it wasn't his fault it was self-defense like it's sounds like it wasn't though it was yeah it sounds like it sounds like murder yeah Yeah, i just there's something like and i shouldn't say the word resonates because that's like profiles me essentially but like something resonates with me with him. Nope, you didn't. Like he's, he's, he's just like, when he's talking, everything that he's saying, like, again, I'm going back onto mental disorders and stuff. Everything he's saying, I believe that he genuinely does believe. Yeah. I think this is a thing. Yeah. I think there's just something there that's just like, you know, there's that, there's that, Nick, I don't know what it's like to have like a, a mental disorder in that element, but I don't. It must be really fucking difficult. I don't want it to always come down with these crime podcasts to like a, a last memo of just been like, yeah, but you've got to give it to him. He had a mental disorder. But yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there is something there that it like doesn't. It seems like school. everything he's saying is kind of like. I don't really remember doing it, so I'm just going to say I didn't do it because yeah, that so it makes. Wasn't real. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And ple- yeah. people plead innocence uh, and they plead, what's the, the really famous thing that people plead? Not insanity. But when they're like, either under the influence or they're... Uh, like, for instance, there's people who have, yeah, they plead insanity. And it's just yeah. like, everything I... And this is the hard part I've for me, that when I look at that guy, you, you can kind of tell there's like, there's nothing there. Yeah, there's oh, like yeah. there, there can, is nothing good there. His eyes yeah. in general just do not like look right. But you like, can tell that red. whatever is coming out of his mouth, I genuinely don't believe. I think you don't believe. I don't believe what he's saying. No, like I. Sorry, that's probably the wrong thing. So that would be me just agreeing with you both. I believe <laughs> what he's saying, but I believe that he knows that there's something else going on. But it's it's not how he feels like emotionally like it's right, not exactly. he he couldn't do that even though he's a little spoiled rich kid shit he doesn't quite know why why or what what he's done yeah which is probably why really i know. resonate with him because i'm i'm not a really bad drunk but i have friends who are bad drunks and they get embarrassed about the things that they've done when they're yeah. drunk and they I know people like that. they have that look in their eyes yeah shy like, guys ollie if you're watching that's who I'm talking about. Yeah, Ollie. <laughs> Ollie's one of those guys, and it's, it's like it, it looks like shark eyes. It's like dead eyes. Yeah, like that you know that's not that that's the person that you know, but they're not in the same. It changes like everything about. It's them. not the same body that they committed. Yeah, that, whatever, whatever thing they did yeah. in that body, so and it's thing. like that's why I felt for him a lot because, and and that's why I really want to know more about. And it doesn't matter. Like I agree with you both. I think he probably did do those crimes, but I would like to know what happened prior to that because I don't feel that it's, uh, you know, when people always go, it's the same with everything. Like if you're rich and you're successful, they always go, you're rich and successful because your father was rich and successful and blah, 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 and they do that. But they never go, you're fucking shit and you're a murderer because your father was shit and a murderer (laughs) and your grandfather was shit and a murderer. They do, but they usually blame it on something else. They don't blame it on... Yeah. And this is the thing with rich white men. Yeah, I, I think they. He's definitely his mother's his mother's death and witnessing that probably got a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, whether or not, it, 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 whether or not she died and he saw it, or his mother's death, 
And then he, what he did, he made up in his mind was that he well, saw how it happen. Happened, yeah. yeah, and which, like to be resentful of his family, which is another another part of like bipolar and uh, disorders like that is you make things up. Like, yeah, I know people. With- a lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. With bipolar and they make up so much shit. Like, and it's like insane the kind of stuff they make up like it's almost like they it's like make their personality more grandiose and more more important that things have happened to her. like to his dad's making him watch his mother kill herself is a really good story to have in your brain a really good way of saying how important was i that i saw my i was forced to watch my mother kill herself. yeah 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 it's if i quite, think about it enough it's quite a, like quite a uh what's the word like he he's made if he's made that up, which it seems like he did, because like no one else in the family says that that happened. Right, just him. Yeah. And like, you'd think that that would be quite something that each family would member would. Go, yeah, and they made like, they, they made him watch. They made they made us watch. Like yeah, but really, so none of them saw said that happened, and I believe them. I think he's making. Yeah, I believe I think them. He's, I think he's got a psychological problem that yeah. is forcing him to. It's narcissism, is what it is. Yeah. Sociopathic narcissism. Narcissism is probably the best word for it. Yeah, Yeah. I'd I'd say narcissism. But what a great story. What it was an incredible documentary. 100% recommend everyone watches The Jinx on HBO. An absurd roller coaster that leads you into thinking that I don't know this this fucking demon gets away with it because of his ability to talk so calmly and I don't yeah, know to, think... just to be so fucking uh, what's the word I'm thinking of like so sinister. charming charming. Well. Well, charming charming I don't I don't think charming is the word at all for him at all because it charming charming, well, impli- charming I think charming implies that you are conscious of you are charming like you are trying to charm he doesn't seem like somebody he's a chancer maybe sounds chancing sounds better I believe for, and yeah, I don't for, it, it seems, and, and it still implies that he is conscious of what he's trying to do. And like I, I don't. You, sorry, JJ, go ahead. So I'm biting in. I'm no, biting no, in. no, 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 no. It, I, I genuinely think that, like, 
we all know people who are charming who are fucking assholes. Like, we know people <laughs> who are like, they're just like, oh, and everyone's like, oh, that guy's so great. But everyone knows he's a fucking asshole. And I know loads of people like that. Yeah. And, you, you, like, in the music industry, you find fucking thousands of them. They're all, like, charming as fuck, but they're actually assholes. Yeah, and they're but, not in the industry, not the actual, I mean, loads artists. of them in the industry. Like, yeah. not, just, not just the artists. Anyone that associates with the music industry is is a chancer of some, yeah. some yeah. way or another. Like anyone that I work with that's like in like the production side of it on from like a record label side of it, just just like you know, you can tell by reading their emails that they're a manipulative chancer and not yeah. everyone can see that. Like there's only a few people that can see can see yeah. through people like that. You it's, see fucking you see memos like without going again too much into that, but you see like messages from like I mean not going into the music thing because we were never big into it that much but you see emails from people who are trying to be fucking Billy Big Bollocks and you read them and you can it's as if they've read a fucking 101 of how to manipulate people like because they use something. your name so many times like I'm used to reading a fucking email it has my name at the top and my name at the bottom that's it if you read an email it has got your fucking name in it 20 fucking times, you know they're trying to fuck you over because they're trying to use your name, trying to personalise you to that scenario. This is why Robert Durst is just like, he's just sat there just like, I don't know, it, blah, it, I don't it, know. I love him. And, I, and, I, and, and, and again, sort of like wrapping up with the whole Robert Durst thing in general, if someone was to sit in a room and listen to his story without knowing any of the backgrounds, it wouldn't surprise me if he was able to convince them that he was innocent. Just I I don't think he would. I do. I I personally think if if we were if we were sat in a if we were sat in a room with him, I don't think he'd be. I think he's used to just uh uh what's the the word not conforming, but uh just just going along with what's going on. I don't think he's. I don't think by any way he's trying to snake you into anything. That's why I think I liked him in that documentary. Yeah. Yeah, you know. So, yeah, going going on to like, I mean, obviously we'll have to wrap this up soon. But the the Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker thing. You looked at how many murders were done in that fucking doc in real life, but that documentary, like yeah. by the time they'd even got an inch of who he was, he'd, 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 mur he'd murdered like thirty people. Yeah, and they they had his fucking shoe print from day one. Yeah, and we we've been talking about we talked about it in the last one. They had a shoe print from pretty much day one, and it was like one shoe print out of two shoes that could have been made in the whole fucking world. Yeah, and he killed That's everybody funny. pretty much in the same area, apart from like a yeah, handful of others. Bats, yeah. But you just look at him, and he's probably just been like, "Meh, so what? You know, I don't care. I'm rich. I'll do what I want. Even if I go to prison, I'm still rich. Do what I want. Yeah, you know, and he's like." The the thing that maybe the thing that I'm maybe this is my this is my roundup on it maybe the thing why I'm so compassionate towards him is because it doesn't feel like from day one he's been trying to get anything other than nothing he doesn't seem like he's trying to get respect for any from anybody he doesn't seem like he cares about like anyone's respect he's not trying to gain his father's respect he's not trying to gain his any anybody's respect if anything he's just he's just always gone on. It's the opposite. He's just trying to just be the black sheep almost. He's trying to be the 
Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think he's just trying to like just just dis just disassociate himself with with that wealth and that kind of power thing and like I don't know. But, yeah, but that I, is, I, that, I just think when people do like fucking limit. mental psychedelic drugs, that's the experience that they get. Yeah, they get ego, a, yeah. A, a very far, yeah, a very far distant from reality where it becomes so unimportant that you try to become something else that's just mm. further than that. I do, do you guys watch American Gods? No, 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 no. It's honestly, it's fucking incredible. Like it's me mental how I just like I bypassed it. Yeah, I know. We need to. We need to go. I got wrap up. But it's, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. Sorry, American Gods. Watch American Gods, guys. It's so good. Yeah. But as well, Robert Durst, sinister, disgusting. He's, he's in Nick now, though, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's in yeah, Nick. he's in yeah, Nick. Yeah, yeah. Good, good. For, for, a for first degree murder. Uh, for Susan Berman. Finally. Susan Berman. Uh, yeah. Uh, Whose turn is it to pick? Dean, I think it's your turn to pick. Oh shit. Uh, could think I, about it. Think about it. Come I'll back think to about it and I'll get back Sorry, to guys. You. We're not going to. If you've listened to this podcast just to find out what the next episode is going to be, you're going to have to yeah. wait. We might keep it. I think we should keep it a surprise from now on because I didn't put this in the. I know we said it last last episode what it was going to be, but I didn't put it in Discord. Uh, but thank you, everyone who's in Discord. Thank you to Hux, as always. Like, we're going to have MVP. in March, we're definitely having his. Rebuttal. His Rebuttal on Flat Earth. Yeah, his yeah, Flat yeah. Earth debunking, which is going <laughs> to be amazing. I'm looking forward to that. Massively. Uh, thank you to all our patrons. Like you guys are amazing. Thank you. For you need to do a shout out for the patrons. Yeah, do I you? do, uh, but I haven't got them to hand. So, but I did them last week. So, and I don't think we've got any new patrons from there. So, thank you again, all the patrons. We'll definitely shout you out again in the next episode. Uh, and make sure if you're listening to this, you have reviewed us on Apple Podcast. You are subscribed on YouTube. Leave reviews, comment, all that like and subscribe shit. Uh, Join the Discord. Hit the uh, notification bell. Hit that bell to be uh, to be notified of new content. Uh, and uh, Jeffrey Epstein mm. didn't kill himself. He didn't. Neither did Ghislaine Maxwell. That's what happens. Just when it comes to it. In the 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 big hole, maybe they did. Oh. <laughs> so in the back, there is a light brown. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <a> cool story. <laughs> We're not the